Welcome. Isai, we got to get room noise first. Should I let's just keep Hello. going? <laughs> Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, the podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. Matt. Zach. And what's up? Yep, yep, yep. We just got back from Las Vegas a week. Boy, my arms are fucking tired. <laughs> from what? Cranking it? From fucking yeah, man. I didn't even go to Vegas. Sick. You crank it, though? Yeah. Every day, man. <laughs> nice. Every day, man. Um, I hate Las Vegas. Bro, I can't stop cranking. What? Oh, yeah. Vegas. It's a cesspool. It's a lot. It's just a lot. Everything in Vegas is a lot, including bottled water. Yep. Uh, including all food. And Marlboro's, $5 for that small yeah. bottle of Fiji water when we went to Hattie B's. Yeah. Six, dollar, $6 for Marlboro's, man. Six? I don't know. Try 10. Quarters. American Spirits were 16. That sounds about right. No yeah. fucking Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Um, But yeah, we went and watched a wrestling show that we'll talk about later in this show. Um, yeah, you, you don't guys, get it. You, you don't guys get went it right and watched now. another wrestling show too. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to talk about that. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. It's gonna be dope. Um, first off, let's get the shit out of. The- <laughs> so there's another wrestling company that was running other than All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I turned into an AEW that Mark this weekend, and I'm sorry. Um, what Brady? <laughs> I hung out with Brady all weekend. I'm it's sorry. Um, all right, Raw is war bore. Fuck, man. I, <laughs> Good I, joke. I'm not going to lie. I was coming back home, and I did not watch it. I watched two segments. I watched the Firefly Funhouse segment, which was fine. Yeah. yeah it, was um, pretty, it was pretty good. I looked up the Sami Zayn segment, which I do want to talk about because he mentioned AEW. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, there were rumors that it was scripted. There were rumors that Vince was mad about it. Did they ever Could settle both? No. So uh, this is the latest rumor in innuendo. Um, is that it was scripted, it was passed on, but then when it happened, Vince just got pissed at it. <laughs> really? He was like, yeah, yeah my, go, go for it. My joke about it being both was accurate, apparently. Yeah. Um, also, Sammy said he was a very tender lover, and I love that. Yeah, but you know what? It's the people who say I've they're actually, tender lovers who... I will say that there was this one weird Tumblr, like, years ago that about talked... About Sammy Zane in bed? That talked about... Interactions with wrestlers. Oh yeah, of the sexual nature. Dude, why am and, I curious though? And that—that's why Can I look at the whole me? thing. Yeah, I'm curious. What was um, Sami Zayn on the list? Uh, y- yes, and apparently that rang true. Tender. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. It's gonna be gone though. Tumblr got all rid of all its sexual content, Derek. Oh, yeah. It might still be there because it was just like Tumblr got all SF. It was just—it was just uh like people asking, and yeah. like that was like the anonymous thing that they'd post anonymously. This is about. Was there anyone who was notably bad? Randy Orton. Go figure. Accurate. Bad at fucking Randy Orton. Like, apparently, he just he was just getting down to business. But like he to was defeat the Huns. He was uh, <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> but apparently, he was nice enough though. Like wasn't like a douchebag. But he was just like get in, get out. Let's go our ways. Kind of like he is with his wrestling matches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Adequate. And efficient. <laughs> Only took two bumps. Uh-huh. <laughs> the bumps were on his genitals. <laughs> Genital bumps. Um, also, Brock is a dancer now. So he's having the most fun I've ever seen him and have. And I'm ever. having the most fun, which I hate, dude. I hate that I'm having fun watching Brock Lesnar. At least he's showing up, I guess. He's he showing up. He's looking like he's having a good time, and it's compelling. It's different. I like seeing a different side of him. 
Because he just looks like such mm. a scumbag. Like, he's having such a blast just it, fucking around it, this, with people. This is the most fun he's been since the Eddie feud where he had like the mariachi oh, band yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, very reminiscent of that. And he's probably having a great time because every time he shows up, he just they have a new boat full of money for him. Yeah, I mean, this is the most he's been like talking on the mic. I thought it was I thought it was really funny when like Paul Heyman was reading down like the stipulations to the Money in the Bank, and he was like, basically, he's like, he has one year from the date of winning, and then Brock's like, what? I have a year? I have a year, Paul? And like starts hitting him with the contract, like you didn't tell me that. <laughs> it was just funny. I also think it's hilarious. It's like Brock, you, you. You lost your title. I mean, you've been cashed in on, bro. You know uh, it doesn't happen. It just happen. it almost just shows like that he is so like separated from it that like, he doesn't even watch. He doesn't mm. care. Yeah. yeah, like I I believe that that was like a whole written thing. But you would believe if you heard that was a shoot. <laughs> oh, I I yeah. totally would. Like you would actually believe that. Like if Brock I, was just like what? My interpretation of Brock Lesnar is that he shows up does what he's there to do and then goes home without much of a second thought about it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't know the stipulations of all of the kind of convoluted shit. Sounds like we were just talking about Randy Orton in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Did anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Ricochet and Cesaro put on a clinic. They are both very good professional wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They're like a perfect match for each other. Great base. And Cesaro can do Lucha stuff. And, Ricochet is way stronger than his size will let you off to see, so they can both just go off. Yeah, and Cesaro is fucking strong, too. Yeah, he is unbelievably strong. People mm-hmm. will see he's pound for pound like the strongest guy there. Yeah, like that one Andre the Giant, like, Battle royally one, lifting the big, sh- big show over the top rope. like And, like, legit lifting and scoop slamming him over. Yeah. Jesus. And that was before he was fit show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the 24-7 title changed hands? A couple times. And so it changed hands um, on SmackDown Live, which I didn't watch any of. I didn't either. I did watch 205 Live. I did too. Humberto uh, Carrillo and Gentleman Jack Gallagher had a, a very good match. Yeah, Jack Gallagher randomly had like multiple really good matches this week. Yeah, it's a good time to be Jack Gallagher. <laughs> and there was a 24-7 title appearance on 205 Live. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was Drake. Pretty, which I thought, yeah, Drake Maverick was giving a backstage interview, and he was like, and he stopped mid-sentence. And looked over, and our truth was just standing there. And they saw each other, and he went running after him. Even though, I don't know how that worked out because our truth lost it on. He won it back. Yeah, he so won it back. I can't follow it, but so I love that I can't follow. A lot. It. That's kind of a gimmick, and I'm fine with mm-hmm. it. I'm fine with it too. This I is still nothing compared to the hardcore title. But... So Elias won it on SmackDown. And, yeah, that's right. And then they suspended the 24/7 rule before a match. Shane McMahon did. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the heel he is. Fucking. Cheat. And then in that match. Um, Roman, after the match was done, Roman beats the shit out of Elias, and then R Truth wins it again. Yeah, that's I, right. Okay. I would love it if Roman became R Truth's bodyguard. That'd be really funny. Um, and so this also brings up Elias' first title in the WWE was the old Green Boy. <laughs> yeah. For how long? Uh, a segment, a few minutes, a, yeah. a match. <laughs> a couple uh, minutes. Fittingly, R Truth's first title was a hardcore title in 2001. Okay, so, quick. Okay, wow. quick. Wow. But that was um, that was that, and oh, also um, Mike Bennett won against Brian Kendrick in another a good match. Yeah, yeah. Just they're doing some cool stuff on Two Hundred Five Live, and like Mike Mike Canales, Mike Bennett, whatever you want to call him, even posted is like they let us do whatever we want on Two Hundred Five. Like they let us wrestle. Yeah. Like, if you like wrestling, that's what you say you like, and you support us. Watch this show because it's what you want. This is like what you're clamoring for. And it is. It's very straightforward. Yeah, Mike Canell is posting that as like, 
why I watched this week. I was like, he is, he's right. And the same with NXT. It's just because something's under the WWE umbrella. doesn't mean there's not good wrestling to be found there. I mean, even on the main roster, there's some good wrestling, but those shows that go under the radar, like 205 Live specifically. Or even like, because NXT is the, that's the hype brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's NXT UK. Okay, like, and you get Cassius Ono versus Jack Gallagher. It's yeah. so good. Like, NXT UK is very good. And Do, so, check out those, like, check it out. Like, yeah, I mean, we've even been talking about how we're not really, I'm not watching the full five hours of Raw and SmackDown each week. Um, but I can carve out some time for that. I make sure to watch NXT 205 live. I'll, you know, I try to keep up on, but like the main events of that almost weekly always. are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you get like a Cole versus uh-huh. Matt Riddle yeah. on NXT. And then that's just the best thing that you'll see. Mm-hmm. All week. Well, and I'll say this week too. I still, I think match of the week, uh, for me was Gulak versus Kushida. Oh yeah. Put on a freaking wrestling mm-hmm. clinic. So let's just go to NXT. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of stuff happened. It was a packed show. Because we have NXT TakeOver XX whatever. V. 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 But, it should uh, be XVX. This Saturday. <laughs> vegan Straight Edge yeah, TakeOver. Vegan Straight Edge TakeOver. Um, I thought Kushida Pete versus. Headlining. Fuck, it's true. Um, Kushida versus Darby Drew Gulak on this week's NXT, uh, take, uh, NXT episode was great. Yes. Um, they are both Matt wrestlers, and then like going toe to toe, hold for hold, the transitions, everything that they were doing, the reversals, getting out of each other's submission moves was like a work of art, and like it showed that like um, they had what uh, Drew Gulak being like, "Hey, I'm watching you," and like him knowing his moves and knowing what to look for, like keeps that storyline going. Like, oh, he was watching last week, so he knows what to look for, and so when he was like blocking the hoverboard block, and yeah. Then, Stuff like that. It's, it's just really cool. It's like just a little bit of storytelling. I love that Drew Gulak is like the gatekeeper for like good technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who shows up in WWE that is a very talented Matt wrestler, they will go up against Drew Gulak to show off what they can do. And yeah. in terms of Matt Riddle, it had two meanings. He's a very good Matt wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a very good Matt wrestler. And then like in terms of storytelling, like having him do that, it's like just like – the continuity of it. It's just like it keeps going. Brings me to Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim. Yeah. First they, for Bianca. Like It's a first television loss for her. It's yeah. her first time getting pinned, too. Yeah. And so what was cool about the storytelling on that one is three weeks ago when they had their match, she used her braid to hold the ropes and pin her. Yeah. And so this week, Mia Yim grabbed the braid to hit the protect your neck. Mm. And it was it, a scorpion get over here. Yeah, moment. yeah, it was. Awesome. And it's just it's the the storytelling on that, like bringing that back, that callback of <coughs> it was what what like won her a match, and now that's what lost mm. her the match. Also, yeah. Bianca Belair like multiple times have has like <clears throat> taken a finisher from someone and rolled out of the ring, and then ended up winning the match. And so she did that in this match, and I was like, oh, okay, that's they're doing that again. That's what I thought. Exactly but then what I thought they, too. they they moved the story along. They went and fought out on like the ramp and then brought it back in and like it's a really nice way to like play with your expectations like set up something that you think is going to happen because they've shown it mm-hmm. mi- like 10 times probably with Bianca Belair and then yeah. this time it didn't happen yeah you know what I just thought of that would be really sad if she was in a hair versus hair mas- match and lost um, I mean I'm pretty sure that it's a uh, it's not real hair yeah but she'd still have to lose it kayfabe that's true yeah they they 
and usually don't do like that, but they did with Molly Holly that one year. That's but true. they have it. When was the last the time she they pitched did that? She wanted to get on Mania. She wanted to get what on Mania real bad. What a hey. politic. That's so good. <laughs> I know that is like, what hey, a, you can shave a, my fucking head. I what don't a care. brother also, move. She yeah. looked really cool with the shaved head. Oh, I, yeah. yeah the, people could she kind was, of pull that off. She was, she was great. My favorite thing is that the it's Eddie versus Kurt Angle that was on next. I think it's that Mania. Like yeah. She's still getting her head shaved on the ramp when they're making their entrances. So it's just this weird thing <laughs> happening in the background of this um, like one of the best Mania matches ever. Yeah. And so then... Um, they had a Tyler Breeze Velveteen Dream video package. Which was great. Built the hype so well. And um, per Triple H today, on they had a media call. Um, Tyler Breeze is back on the NXT roster, yeah. which is awesome. And mm-hmm. I love it. There was like that – it's like that blurred line of like work for work and shoot with Velveteen's promo in that video where he was like, you were all the – you were hot shit here in NXT and you move up to the main roster and you can't cut it. So now look where you're back. And it's like, that's not tr- true, you know? But it's kind of like they didn't have... It's true enough yeah, that he's back on NXT. But you he know? came back to um, ravenous applause. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, I mean, he was huge in NXT. It's like, just one of those things of, like, I think he just never got the chance to be appreciated the same way on main roster that he did on NXT. Yeah. And the platform then was a lot smaller than it is now. Mm-hmm. So he comes, quote, unquote, back home. Like, imagine if... Velveteen Dream fought Jushin Thunder Liger in NXT now. Like, like Tyler Breeze fought Jushin Thunder Liger on a takeover. He yeah. was the one that was given that, that like, responsibility almost. Because mm. it was a favor that Regal called in. And that, like, Jushin, like, kind of always wanted to do something with it. Yeah. And so... I, I think that's awesome. And I, I immediately am super behind uh, Prince Pretty. <laughs> Tyler Breeze on NXT. I think, mm. I think he's got a lot of character that is just not even different than what he was doing on the main roster. It's just, there's more of a spotlight on it. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I mean, they're like, they're continuing all these feuds and like the, that one hour television show is just the easiest thing to digest. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll, it goes by in a flash like every week. It's really, really good programming. All right. And so other shit happened on there, but we can get to it as we go through the card. We're going to go through the the takeover card. Okay. Takeover this Saturday. Takeover suburban Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we just always wanted to do something in Connecticut. It's like our backyard there. It's our home. So I've always wanted to do something. Also, we needed a, a building last fucking minute. That tiny, tiny building. Okay, favorite brother. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. This match is going to steal the fucking show. It's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat the fuck out of Dude, each other for real. Every time, every time I watch Roderick Strong wrestle... I forget how good he is. Yeah. Like I, I every time I watch, him, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He's the best. Especially like when he's going a hundred miles per hour and does like forty moves in a row. Mm. Yeah. And Matt Riddle is the perfect opponent for They're him. They're gonna give him thirty minutes and just let him just go a hundred miles per hour the whole time. Perfect opening match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. This is actually it would be if this is the lineup. This is a really good way to do it mm-hmm. because this is a good kind of. Uh, it's going to be a different than a workhorse match, which it's the gonna first be a, one is. Yeah, it's going to be character work, and it's like it's still going to be a really good wrestling match. They're and both so very good wrestlers, but it gives you time, like when they're doing the character stuff early, to kind of get back into it, and then when they start hitting the high spots towards the end, you're you're rested, you're back up, you're ready, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really want Tyler Breeze to win. I, that would be incredible for him to just immediately go and like win. Like I, on a takeover like that, and, and if the frustration like rumors with Triple H are like correct, 
like almost like this like kind of a little like slight like to Vince being like you couldn't do shit with this guy watch what I do with him right watch how big of a star watch what I'll do with him in fucking three weeks yeah yeah Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see what Velveteen Dream does with his entrance being against Tyler Breeze oh Oh, yeah they're gonna be out of control it's gonna yeah I will say that I do enjoy that like when he came out uh, Tyler Breeze when he first came out uh, back out like when he like came back he had his old fucking like iPhone five with him. Yeah, <laughs> he had to switch back to like it's the only one we have fucking program for this shit. God damn it. Yeah, I know. I, I looked. I'm like, that's kind of an impressive uh, video feed thing they got going on there, with his like iPhone on him on, and on the big screen. That that is funny. He was he did the first ever live Periscope entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the first takeover, Brooklyn. What? what? Fucking legend. I think so yeah. What happened to Periscope? That was against Liger. The first Brooklyn. I think that's when he did so, it. I think yeah. Hell of a fucking entrance. Yeah. Uh, the ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. The Brit Bur- and Brawlers, as they call them. Versus the Street Profits. Versus the Undisputed Era, Kyle and Bobby, if you were wondering. Versus the Forgotten it. Sons. Forgotten Sons, they're taking it? No. Hmm. They've been pushing them. I would think Street Profits, if anything. Oh, okay. I, I, I would almost think uh, Undisputed. Undisputed. Era. I know. God, I fucking hope. Well, I, I believe that. But I'll say, man, the last couple weeks, what we've been seeing from the Street Profits has been getting them over. This week, they had a there was a chant for them. I would not thank you, Profits. I chant. wouldn't be surprised at all if the plan wasn't necessarily for them until that match where they almost won it. Just the, like, the response they got from the crowd was like, they're getting over. They are. Yeah, oh, they definitely are. And I, I really enjoy them. I mean, I, I think what like carries over to me the most is intensity, and I feel like mm-hmm. they are really bringing that right now. And Undisputed Era would be great, but it, it wouldn't necessarily be like fresh, which doesn't – they it, could still go that if way. If Undisputed Era wins it, they need to win all the titles. Yeah. 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 Also, poor Oni and Danny for not even being in the conversation. Because uh, besides Undisputed, they're my favorite in this well, match. Oh, I love them, but they're both also like – Separate brand homes. Yeah, oh, Oni, yeah, yeah. Oni on two hundred five live. It's Oni on two hundred five yeah. live, right? He's great as a singles competitor. Okay, 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 cool. And then Danny Birch is from the UK. That's right. Even though he has a US NXT contract. Mm. So. Okay, but he does go over there a lot because he's good as hell. Um, good as hell. Good as hell, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Good as hell. Shannon Baszler versus Io Shirai. Is this, this is where she takes it. This is where she takes oh, it. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm going to freak out. Yeah, dude. Candice in her corner. That cracked me up uh, on NXT this week. Uh, First off, Candice LeRae's arms are so fucking defined. Like, she keeps getting, oh, yeah. like, she's super strong. Like, well, fucking, like, more and more, like, buff. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, Candice. It's what you do when you aren't wrestling on TV very often. <laughs> just get, just get in the gym. Well, e- even then, it's like what you do, like, when you're just in NXT because you do a taping once a month, if that. Mm, and you live at a gym. And you every day, it's like, got to do this, got to do this. Yeah. She Like, she looks fucking buff, and, like, she's getting these shoulders, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, ca- yeah. character-wise, it's interesting going in this match with Shayna Baszler being like, you're not going to have your weapons, you're not going to have your friends in this match, but I got my friends in this match. It's like, that's not what you normally say, Shayna, that you need your buds. But then, any, regardless of that, she's uh, shaky. She it, it, maybe it's also a good way to keep her, like, keep moving her heel heat in different directions. Being like, forever, it was just like she was just totally self sufficient, and now she doesn't care that she needs help. Yeah, which mm. might be her downfall. But then Candace comes up, like in this promo, is just like, "Eo, I'll be your friend." It's and like, he, "Hey, thanks for having my back. I got your back too." I'm and bored. Just, Let yeah. me do something. <laughs> and Eo's basically just like. Uh, I, I don't need it, but okay. They're doing stuff with Candice because they're 
making sure she's going to be like in the top feud for the women. She's won a bunch of matches now, and they're they're putting her in this in her own things now. Uh, yeah, which I, I love. I which like we've been that they're waiting until it makes sense yeah. to insert her. Yeah, I, I I like it too. I wish that this had happened a while ago, just because I like seeing her wrestle. Yeah, but it's happening now. So yeah, yeah. it's I, one of those things with NXT. There's so many people there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to push everybody. Yeah, part of me wonders, and I don't think they will go this way, but her being inserted into this match, if it's for more than just having her be present, uh, like it might be kind of fun if EO wins that title and then uh, Candice turns on her right then and there. They have almost no female heels outside of... And I feel like, I mean, I don't know Candace's career well enough to know how she is a heel, but like. She's a baby face. She was a heel yeah. for one <laughs> week on NXT when she had black hair. <laughs> she had black hair. She's, a, <laughs> she's the best baby face. Because what I would enjoy personally is like she wins, like Yoshirai wins, Candace there, they're all hanging out, congratulating. Then she's like, hey, I'm going to come for that. They build to like on TV, then build Candace as the next challenger. Oh, but like and then, two faces kind and of then thing. EO, like they have a match. EO's the one that like does something a little underhanded. She's the one that turns. Oh, I can, yeah. I could like that. Well, and she also she's a little more ruthless, didn't she? Attack Shayna she with beat a the stick. Shit out yeah. of him with that stick. She sure she, shit did. She was a heel so, like, in Japan a lot. Okay, so it'd be really cool because oh, heel moon salts. Candice is yeah. the best baby face you'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean what I mean that like radiates. Uh, but I I want I mean I wonder how she'd be as a heel. Probably good. I just assumed it would set up a feud with her and Jessamine because that's kind of what they were building to. The horse girls? Yeah. They're not good enough to have actual feuds yet. <laughs> they're, they're getting better, but they're, they're a tag team. They can't have I I, I feel if, if this leads to a um, Candice, Io Shirai, like feud where like last a couple takeovers, I think that's what it needs to do. Or even like a TV main event then to a takeover match where like you can mm-hmm. kind of flip somebody. I think that'd be really cool because I would love to see them work together. And like Io Shirai, like kind of her asserting her dominance here against Shayna can really set up a lot of cool things because she's so fucking good. Yeah, I really hope this match is like the majority of it's a showcase for Io just being super badass. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. This is a five and a half star match. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just going to be a good time. It's going to be really fucking good. And. This is what I was talking with some friends, and um, I was just saying, like, if there's going to be a um, something to rival what AEW did this week, it's TakeOver. For sure. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, how's Raw's going to respond? How's SmackDown going to respond? Not. Triple H hasn't killed a dog yet, so. And he even was saying that he's not going to. Uh... I don't care about those piss ants. <laughs> He said the only reason he said that is because, like, there's an elephant. He actually mentioned this on the call. He's like, there was an elephant in the room, and people are going to get on me if I don't mention him. Yeah. yeah. Billy yeah. Gunn's right there. And he's like, he's like, Asman. we we didn't, Asman, we didn't plan anything. And I just said that because as DX, as those characters, that's what you say. Right. That's what you do. He's like, only thing I'm worried about on Saturday is NXT TakeOver. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to. That's what we're going to focus on is putting the best product. Yeah. Right. He sounds a, weird now. What a corporate response. Yeah, yeah. He's I know. So corporate he is. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. I thought it was interesting. I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more. But they, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose was on Chris Jericho's pod, or John Moxley was on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast this week, uh, giving us a little bit of that backstage, fucking behind this, the scenes, a bit, whole lot of it. Yeah, which I loved. Uh, but well, he referred. Can, but he referred. Get into that now. 
Oh, yeah, but I mean, he referred to uh, Triple H and Vince McMahon as cutthroat businessmen. Which, oh, yeah. Uh, which Triple I know H always has been. Which though. I know is to be true, but I always think of Vince in that role. And then I, in my head, I think of, you know, Hunter as, you know, progressive NXT dad. You know, but it's like, no, this guy will fucking turn it on if he has to, to yeah. like get I mean, where he needs to go. He is progressive NXT dad. He's, it's great. I mean, it's kind of like celebrating Vince for starting WWE, but you also know that he's also a monster. Yeah. So like, but Triple H, I mean, watching wrestling with shadows, like, yeah, he was like, know, a oh, you know, but they were all, they were all pricks back then. He married the boss's daughter. He was, he was a prick at that level and was sober. Unlike all the people around him. Who that's were pricks true. That's probably why, up. that's probably why he did it. He's just like, I'm, oh, I can well, get, especially I so, can, yeah, I can like, I am taking advantage of so all young idiots. in his career. That's what he showed what worked because Shawn Michaels did it. Mm. That was like one of his mentors in the business that time. Cause he was super young. It's mm. like, oh, so if you do this. You get what you want. Also, and the so reason he can be progressive NXT dad is because he already was the businessman, like before that started. Like, yeah, because he showed that side and because he plays that role in the corporate WWE structure, that's what gives him the freedom to do NXT. Like, if he wasn't like doing the job like Vince wanted on that side of things, he wouldn't give him that kind of freedom to do something that different. Fair, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I think we should get into fucking the the juice this week. Hoovy juice juice AEW Hold double on. or nothing. Before we get into not that, yet. there's a really weird. No, I just got like a there's not weird message, but this random message here from uh, this wrestling group I'm in in like this chat. There's been 49 wrestlers that aren't injured that have haven't been featured in a couple weeks on the main roster. 49. 49. Oh my god! I couldn't name 49 wrestlers. That aren't hurt in do- I couldn't hurt you know it's crazy nine wrestlers living or dead. <laughs> it's true, huh? Not not in any sort of timely fashion. Uh it's crazy because you like I know that WWE did this whole sweep of signing up people constantly is how it felt, but I I feel like there's a handful of wrestlers we see every week. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe oh, twenty twenty five. It's Vince's dragon's horde. It's just a like mountain full of gold that he's sitting on. Yeah. So that no one I else can have it. Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent Kennedy, gold member. But yeah. I love gold, damn it. <laughs> Back to the John Moxley thing. Um, yeah. I would recommend everyone, no matter your thoughts on Jericho, uh, your thoughts on Crit, or mm-hmm. your thoughts on Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. I would listen to it because Jonathan Good. Unlike mm-hmm. unlike the Punk Cabana podcast, it was more level headed. It was mm-hmm. more not bitter he was he said there was a lot of things he, st- he, he started out that interview talking about how he like he took so seriously his responsibility he he said like as part of like the make-a-wish foundation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he hit he, being a, a part of that company meant a lot to him i'll say the thing that i loved most about that interview was one hearing about how much dean john moxley cares about wrestling mm-hmm. and his wife because we've talked about yeah, it he fucking and his loves wife. his wife i know it was so fucking sweet it was Everything so sweet. Just told her we pack up in an RV. We'll yeah. just pack up in an RV, babe. It's just me and you. I was like, damn, dude, you're cool. Me you and an RV full of Marlboros. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pulling a trailer of Marlboros. Uh, yeah. <laughs> me and a little red wagon full of Marlboros. And he also said, like, his creative direction was, like, making him feel depressed. He, You know what else? You know what makes me feel depressed? Hmm. Not getting the right steak from my <laughs> local market. <laughs> It's Omaha Steaks. Omaha, uh, Derek. Blue Chew. You know what makes me depressed? My dick not working. Well, my dick don't work. 
Blue Chew. Chris Jericho <laughs> promoting kitty litter might be my favorite thing. There was this one week, and I don't. I have to, I'm trying to get ready to remember the episode. He said that his like all his reads, he sounded drunk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I oh, to that one. Dude, there's sometimes where like, oh, he forgot to do his ad, so he's like drunk on a bus somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like DDP yoga. I'm fucking doing it right now. DDP tomorrow. Baby. DDP yogurt. <laughs> like yeah, let's get back yogurt. to talking about ghost stories with this random guy after I tell you about uh, <laughs> eat fresh. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, listen, I would listen to it. There's a lot of good insight. Yeah, I, on a lot of Jonathan's how, good insight. Kind of <laughs> how bad it is right now. It's It confirmed a lot of stuff that, you know, it's we speculate on. It's not even necessarily on. right now, though. Yeah, cause six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even the stuff that he was talking about was actually really relatable in the sense of, like, uh, like work burnout when you work for a company that fucking doesn't respect you. Yep. Mm. Um, there's like, it was really a really, really good interview. The two things I took away from it was one that it confirmed a lot of the things that we hear about as far as Vince McMahon, you know, like the writers are writing for an audience of one mm-hmm. and that audience of one is insanely stubborn. Yep. Uh, the other Pooper, scooper. and just insane and like... just crazy. And what he thinks is funny is not funny. Cause like to say he's out of touch would be a really, I think, Odd statement because it's not like he's out of touch and he was once in touch. He's just in this bubble and he, hasn't left he's it in, in his own 40 world. years. Like yeah. uh, uh, Moxley was talking about how uh, that promo he had to cut that was very distasteful towards Roman Reigns right after Roman left for leukemia. And like we we talked about on this show, if you go back to whatever episode that was, like we're like, there's no way he liked saying that. And yeah. there he is confirming it. Like yeah. I hated. Well, that. and then there was one that was even worse that, that he's he like, I'm not yeah, saying. He this. basically said like because he was so busy that entire day trying to get the terrible promos rewritten and other parts of these promos that he, it didn't set in how bad that piece of that one was because he like didn't look at it until well, like, and right then like he went out and then convinced him that yeah. he's like, no, it's fine. And it's something that every wrestler says. Vince has these Jedi mind tricks where he just like, he probably's really good at explaining things. And he's probably a hell of a salesman mm-hmm. where he's just like, this is why we're doing this. This is what it's going to do. This is our plan. This is the vision. He tries to give like a high level level yeah. overview and you're like, okay, I guess you're right. But you're when right. you kind of pull back from that, it's like, oh, that's gaslighting. When, when you take someone, <laughs> yeah. when you take someone else's uh, frame of mind and be like, no, 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 you're thinking of it wrong. This is how it is. But no one ever pegged Vince as a good person. So. No, it's true. It's true. But like that, Dean or Moxley used the term Jedi mind tricks. But I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Um, a lot of people have used that term because it's uh-huh. it's a thing. Because mm-hmm. like, I could, even as he was describing it, it's like you could see where he's like. No, no, you, you got to bring Roman into it because he's a whole part of the story. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, all and right. When when he, started, when like, he said that, like, and then Jericho was immediately like, oh yeah, like Jericho, the most like experienced dude in the business, like the most savvy dude imaginable in, in the pro wrestling business. That's worked by Vince, yeah, all the well, time. Mm-hmm. And Jericho made it seem even when he was there, he didn't have the control that I thought he had. He the thing is like. Guys like Jericho have a lot more control than a guy like Dean. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Jericho has the power to just not do anything mm-hmm. if he doesn't like what they're telling him to do versus other people. Like, he could go out there and change it, and he wouldn't get as much heat as Dean would. What, they would, what, what would happen? Like, I think Jericho has a level of power where if he just did not want to do something, they would just cut the segment. Yeah. Versus yeah, anyone yeah. else, they would say, nope, you're going to go do it. Yeah. Like, like no, like doesn't matter. Like I think they might just cut a Jericho segment if he just refused, and he would have that power. But same like with Cena, mm. Orton had it, like yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Like I think Punk even to a point 
had it like I think they have a veto, but they can't like necessarily change like mm-hmm. change it to what they want. Because even like because he said like he had that promo with Triple H, he's like, oh, we're there with Hunter, so you have a bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. So if it's somebody that they're like, okay, you can go do that, you can do go do what you want. There's yeah. there's a certain point because I think like even Kevin Owens has like he can change his stuff because they trust him. Like, mm-hmm. There's certain people that like you can do your own thing. Certain yeah. people they can't. And Vince's idea for the Dean Ambrose character. Was way different than way different. what what he wanted to do. But then you mm-hmm. think about some wrestlers that are there too. Like if every wrestler had creative freedom over their promos, one I think things would be better. But then I do wonder things of like, would they? I'm like, what would Elias fucking say if he didn't have somebody telling him exactly what to say? So yeah. like Jimmy Jacobs, I heard him on a, a podcast. Um, and he was a former writer, now wrestler. Yeah, yeah. List of Jericho was a wrestler before. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying he's like the writers actually are all pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's just too many of them. Like there's a lot of hands, but it all goes through a Vince filter. Mm -hmm. There's way too many of them. And then it just like going into one spot. Like I, I am, you know, I am a professional writer and I've even experienced this with like clients. I've like done like online writing for where it's just like, it gets to this one spot where it has to go through one person and it gets fucked up every single time. Imagine that with, Vince being that filter and then having that many voices throwing things into that filter to distract him from something that might actually be good. Yeah. Cause yeah. like one thing like with Jimmy Jacobs says like, there's certain guys, there's a reason they don't get a live mic that they recite lines. He's like, who you think wouldn't be good at promos and wouldn't be good at like having a live mic. They're not. Yeah. There's a reason why he's like the guys who get a little bit more freedom. There's a reason mm-hmm. why. And like him having that, knowledge of everything kind of put some other things but i'm like okay it kind of makes sense yeah. and then like with what both punk and uh, moxley both said was like it's a very creatively stifling place mm-hmm. because you have these ideas and like vince sometimes will go with them like the mm-hmm. straight edge society thing that especially initially with, with cm punk he went with that yeah and it was punk's vision at first and it was really good and they're getting so much heat but then and Adam D- Cole's pouring drinks in a bar. <laughs> God damn, you're right. And then as Box like I said, then they have to get their hands on it once it hits. Mm-hmm. And once it hits, that's when you think, like, and they get their hands on it, that's when it turns they into have some to, bastardized that, version. They have to make a t-shirt out of it. Yes. Yeah. Is that why, like, so the list of Jericho, it didn't last super long, right? That did. Oh, okay. The end. I was, mean, okay, like, more like it, the Festival of Friendship. That How long did that segment well, last? That was one well, that that Kevin and Jericho being friends. Eight months. At oh, least. okay, that's no, a they, long time. They, they there were so many times when I was like, they're breaking up right now, and they swerved, and they but, went like Roman Reigns. Mm. But that was like gold the whole time, right? Yeah, but they had a fight mm. for a lot of it. Yeah, that's, that was that's kind of crazy to think about because I I thought into it, that I thought it was more short. It was shorter no, than that. Look, but think about who was making that happen. It was True. Jericho True. and Kevin Owens, like. Well, nobody and, else could have made like kept that going, kept it. It's true, like a pure cr- piece of creativity, besides them and the whole company, probably. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's the the and biggest. During exception. the festival of friendship, like Vince wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, and you, Jimmy Jacobs was writing for it, right? Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. That's another wrestling mind in there. Mm-hmm. Kevin's very comfortable. With Jimmy Jacobs are friends. They went with they were in Ring of Honor together, um, and so. Hunter was one that kind of made a certain call, and he he always airs on the side of the wrestling, the reality part of it, and that's what he wanted to actually do 
with the Festival of Friendships, kind of going back to that. Jericho's one that was pushing for that. They couldn't get a hold of Vince. Like, but he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, man wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the Jericho or Moxley on Jericho's podcast, the other thing that I took from that that I loved was like hearing how just like ex- like exhilarated John Moxley sounded, like how mm-hmm. refreshed he sounded being out of like I think he referred to it as a prison a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, well, he did. He literally made a movie, the about, video uh, the about video it while he was still under contract. He made that which in is great. February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like just hearing him, his love for professional wrestling just feels renewed. Like his ideas are finally going to get to come to life. Like mm-hmm. it, for me, it was a, it was a really, really good interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like if you don't listen to talk as Jericho, like Derek was saying, also really one good. of the best episodes of that show I've heard. Uh, Cause it, Jericho did a lot of less talking. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the Owen Hart one on the way back from Vegas. And oh, that one was really good. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been meaning to, Owen Hart yeah. and, uh, it was, uh, Jericho and Meltzer. Melter's encyclopedia of wrestling. You yeah. guys have seen his fucking office. It looks disgusting. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was on one of those uh, dark side of the ring things. That they like showed a, a, just a, a picture of uh, <laughs> of Melter in his office, and I was like, that looks like a cartoon like office of a madman. Mm-hmm. Weird question. Does he have a family? Melter? Is he an yes. old single boy? Okay. This is just, this Wife, is just... kids. Okay, His cool. kids aren't super into wrestling. They actually... I mean... Would you be? <laughs> yeah. If your dad was like, that dad, you're a fucking, <laughs> yeah. nerd, fucking nerd. Dad. Yeah. Um they like I hate that shit. The, the his son likes uh PWG. Oh. Lucha and then they went to all in or double or nothing. Cool. That's why he, I, I, I don't... hates Japanese Joshi wrestling. Like just hate, like they I actually hate, hate had, um, This is just another aside kind of going off of that. Um if you guys have time, um everybody listening as well, if you're a subscriber to the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, they had a really cool round table where Brian, Dave, Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer, Garrett Gonzalez, who sometimes hosts as well, had three uh, female wrestling fans to help get a different perspective. Oh, good. And they were, it was just really cool to hear one of like two of them that had been pretty big fans for a while. And the other one was uh, Dave, Dave's son's girlfriend, who's been at two events. Okay. To kind of get that other thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And it was just really cool. And then people were posting, saying, how, hey, you guys should do this more often. Dave was liking retweeting it. So probably something that they're going to be wanting to do a lot more. Good. Well, Dave's getting more progressive and Cornette's getting less progressive. That was fucking disappointing. <laughs> what did Cornette do? Apparently, he's super homophobic. That's also not surprising. Yeah. Really yeah. Surprised it does, it, it's, it's disappointing because he has some very liberal political views. And yeah, so, but a lot of liberals are homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's one of those things. It's like you're just like, well, maybe he's just kind of an asshole. Mm. But like, well, you see, like if, if your only political impression of him is him, like his hate tweets about Donald Trump, you'd be like, oh, okay, like this guy would seem on the level. And then there's a lot of shitty people who still hate Donald. Oh Trump, yeah, yeah. You know? But like, no, so. he, he talks about being like a lot more of a liberal person. I'm like, cool. Like maybe he is. Yeah. Like he's just like a shithead with wrestling. He loves just old school wrestling fine and you're an asshole about it yeah yeah but then it just says shit like very mm. homophobic towards like sunny kiss and stuff so it's like oh, okay fuck you. yeah fucking yeah. forever um all right let's thank you fuck you bye yeah. let's go to las vegas let's go let's set a stage yeah. the, the time is midnight matt and i have already watched a wrestling show yeah so this is what we've, this happened after double or nothing we've already eaten shitty pizza i had the shits we've already <laughs> talked to matt's mom we uh, went to this place in that new york new york yeah uh, it was 
I can't remember what it was. Called. New York Pizza. It was New York Pizza. Oh, I had a slice of that too that night. As well, <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I don't know if that, that's what it is. Something hit my stomach, but that doesn't matter. That's not the crux of the story. We already talked to Matt's mom about wrestling. Yeah. Um. Matt and I walk into a bar. <laughs> well, so we no, say okay. first we say what up to Matt Sankum. Shout yeah, out. Shout out hard times. So first he just let us in. <laughs> I know, which was that <laughs> was really really nice. We ticket. still bought the tickets, but it's still really nice. Uh. Uh, first, what happened was Derek and I get in a lift, and so we're going. We we're getting closer to where we're supposed to go, but we're just feeding off the map because the guy we, it was the, he didn't go the right way first. So anyway, we're getting there. We're like, you know, you could just the lifts there like wild cards, by the way, dude. Yeah, and we were like, we're like, you know, you could just. I feel uh, like maps there are like wild cards. <laughs> yeah, map we're like, too. you could just let us off here. It looks like it's just a block away, and the guy was like. Uh, I'm gonna take you like to, to just to where you need to go. This is a bad neighborhood. <laughs> We're like, all right. <laughs> Teddy Hart's walking outside. He's like, no. Okay. No. We met Teddy Hart. This is gonna get okay. We're gonna jump around a bunch. Okay. First thing that happened after the show was Matt and I met Teddy Hart. This is after Double or Nothing. We're standing out waiting for my mom because uh, we're gonna go get her snap <laughs> reaction. Waiting for your mom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Waiting for your mom. But then guess who's to walk by? But Teddy Hart, and you could tell because yeah. he was wearing a big jacket that said and Teddy could, Hart on it. And Matt's mom could tell because apparently my lies, eyes lit up like i saw jesus christ lit up like him on that joint brother <laughs> and then because of on teddy's jacket my mom just goes teddy <laughs> i wasn't i was gonna leave him alone but i'm glad that she did that because he turned around and we shook his hand and took a picture with him yeah and he told matt's mom that it's the, the best wrestling show he's ever seen well, it was actually the best wrestling show i'd ever seen but they're not crazy enough to book the craziest motherfucker in professional <laughs> wrestling Dude, that guy brings his cats to the ring i love him yeah uh, don't love him. He's a very bad man. Okay, I don't love him um, anymore. But, but he brings his great, cats to the ring. He's a character. Not as bad as I think he gets a rap for. But so Derek and I went to a a, a show but called he's a Subur- fucking bad Suburban person. Suburban <laughs> Fight Pro Wrestling. No ring, no rules. No ring, no rules. Let it ride. Just right. Uh, Which it was it was in a dive bar above an ice hockey ring. <laughs> yeah. No rings, no rules. It was yeah. It Out was insane. Wrestling. No. Hey, we're talking. Um. I'm bored. <laughs> you do this to us. <laughs> I, I would say if anyone I, – because I never really heard of Suburban Fight Wrestling. I've never heard of the No Ring, No Rules shows they do. Just right. Uh, but it is a fucking blast. Yeah. So there was like three – the first match we saw – well, there was like a tag match. But the first match we saw with noticed, notable-ish people was uh, Matt Cross versus Chris Bay. Uh-huh. Um, the first thing that happened, like – there are three sections of this bar. So Matt and I are standing where the stage is. Mm-hmm. And, like, then it just moves. All the, the action moves, and we can't see anything anymore. We learned pretty quickly that it's like, oh, you got to camp out near, like, so, like, there was this area that had, like, pool tables and, like, a bar. And, la- and so we started just kind of camping out near there because it's like, oh, this is where the matches end up and they do all the fun shit. But they start, like, at, at the beginning, uh, at the stage at the front of the bar. So we're like, we started there. Turned out that's not where you're going to see no. any of the shit. There's no. too many people. So we just went and camped out by, like, all the shit they were going to jump off of. Yeah. Which was smart. Yeah. Uh, and it was – dude, it was so fucking cool. They were, like, kicking each other on couches. They were jumping off ladders onto, like, pool tables. The barber chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. a barber chair. And super kicks after getting spun. I watched that video. Yeah. 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 I did a little a little Instagram mm-hmm. the stuff. Um, yeah, that – there was like a pinfall on a couch. Yeah, uh, there's like refs and then helpers just yelling at everyone Which, to move. Yeah, refs like there was just one guy who's who's just like there was a guy sitting in that barber chair 
and the wrestlers were coming and the guy was like, get the fuck up. What's wrong with you? Move, move. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, you're, it's super interactive. Like it's, you feel like you could get hit if you're not paying attention. Yeah. One of the people we were hanging out with, shout out Dash, uh, yeah. just high-fived Orange Cassidy in the middle of the match. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The other match we saw was Marco Stunt, uh, Priscilla Kelly and Orange Cassidy. In a triple threat match, which was cool because we just saw Orange Cassidy and Marco Stunt at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um, Orange Cassidy does normal stuff. They took a crazy. A cra- what is Orange Cassidy's normal stuff? Small kick. He does, he does small kicks. He, yeah. His whole gimmick is he doesn't give a shit. He wrestles most is, of the match with his hands he, in his is pockets. Is he hungover or he just doesn't care? Drunk or hungover? Yeah. Yeah. He just like he wrestles with his hands in his pockets. He does the thing where like people he kicks someone and people are like oh 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 and then he backs up and I go oh. but he doesn't put any effort into it. It's look up Orange Cassidy. It's one of the best things I've ever seen we, in my we, life. We need to do an Orange Cassidy deep dive ASAP. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but him and Marco Stunt went through a table with maybe a foot of headspace above them. Marco Stunt like cut his head on like a ceiling sprinkler. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, Priscilla Kelly too. Uh, she's the one who uh got some uh, media attention for like the the used tampon spot i think she did that i think she did too we just didn't see it because there's so many people uh but watching her was awesome she really does have a really fucking cool like presence Mm -hmm. did she and darby spit into each other's mouths no they had different they had different different matches matches. doesn't matter necessarily (laughs) oh Um, yeah during the first they probably did during the first match i I was like trying to to watch these guys when they went over to the pool table section i look over and darby allen was just standing right next to me watching like with his face all painted up and everything ready to go mm-hmm. um we also uh went to see darby allen and nick gage we stayed in the back they didn't come close to us i saw nick gage throw a punch i saw him like pick up some stuff <laughs> like a trash can uh i'll say this about nick gage yeah we didn't really get to see that match but uh i mean it was crowd surfed at the end but yeah nick gage uh has a scary presence <laughs> yeah like that guy, you look at that guy and you're like oh that guy could fuck me up you look at that guy, you're like, that guy can fuck. That guy can fuck. <laughs> that guy can fuck. MDK. <laughs> Gang affiliated. Uh, but all in all, it was really fun. If Suburban Fight's ever in your area, really? I highly Check recommend it out. going. It's like 10 bucks on Fight TV to yeah. watch their shows, and it's it really is a blast. It's it's a lot of fun, and they're right there. And you might see Matt and I yeah, on I the know. television. Um, so speaking of like your Nick Gage uh, has a scary presence, met him at StarCast. Nicest dude ever. Yeah. Doesn't know what a squirtle is, but <laughs> doesn't know what a squirtle is and it confuses him. But I walked up to him like, hey man, like everything you're doing with GCW, you're the champion. It'd be really cool to see you come back and do all this. Thanks so much, bro. Gives me a hug. I'm like, hey man, how much for a picture? Oh, you don't gotta pay for that, take a picture. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, gives me That's a big, cool. big like couple bro hugs and then yeah. like Jenna took the picture. Like, oh, thank you so much for taking the picture, sweetheart. <laughs> like, oh, you guys have a good time. Awesome. Like, thank you so much. Like, just yeah. super stoked. I, I wanted to talk to him and, like, wanted to get a picture. Yeah. Also, shout out to Marco Stutt. Yep. Super nice. Um, Filthy Tom Lawler was super nice. Uh, Brian Alvarez talked to us for a while. was fucking really that's cool. cool. Who's the dude Brady talked to forever? Uh, which one? Bald uh, guy? Big Jack boy. Oh, Brian Cage. Yeah. Super, oh, yeah. Super Sweet. nice. A, that is a big boy, yes. Yeah. And then uh, Jake Manning from High Spots, also independent mm-hmm. wrestler. Super nice dude, too. Also, the blue meanie was really nice. Oh, I can see that. He looked really nice in interviews. He was. like he, At first, like, like we were walking up to Colt Cabana's table, which was right next to his. It's like, oh, he'll be back soon. 
And then I just go, I'm like, dude, I have to say hi to you. Like, yeah. you were so awesome. Wait, the blue mean you said, oh, Colt Cabana will be back soon? <laughs> yeah. Because really? we, we walked up to Colt's table. Oh, okay. And it was right next to him. He's like, oh, he'll, he'll be back soon, guys. Like, don't worry. Like, look at his shit. Like, if you wanted to meet him, buy mm-hmm. some shit. Cabana's the fucking, you get all his gimmicks. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, but he was, Blue Mean, he was super nice. And dude, ECW, like, when he came to WWF, like, all this stuff. Got shot and, on by JBL. Yeah, yeah. fuck I'm JBL. Like, I'm like, I love it. Like, your character is always so interesting. Like, you and Stevie doing the parodies. Like, you just were really entertaining, and I appreciate it. He's like, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, that's cool. Like, like, ha- like kind of stop. I was like, thank yeah. you. I've, I've seen interviews with him and stuff. He just seems like an actual sweetheart. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was also very nice, but very exhausted from being interviewed constantly. Yeah, it was like the f- second he walked in, it was back to back, like just different it was people. Like four interviews mm-hmm. before yeah. we we're like kind of like scoping a kid. Yeah, All and this- then we gave him like a half an hour to like chill before we went up mm-hmm. and also stuff from him. Also, homie has Crohn's disease and is in a place with oh, strange shit. bathrooms. They're oh, pretty yeah. nice bathrooms. They, they actually they were generous with the stalls. They had, like oh. every bathroom I went into had at least like ten stalls. Yeah, and then um, and apparently Lita is one of the nicest people in the yeah. world. If you Jenna, like the band Jawbreaker, Jenna met Lita yeah. came back was like crying because it's like one of her freaking heroes, and so yeah, it sounded like I saw her post about it. It looked like one of those like those like stories you hope to hear when someone gets to meet their hero. Yeah, and like apparently they held up the line because Lita just wanted to talk and everything. So. That's so cool, super yeah. cool. I mean. Starcast was really fun. I mean, so would you guys say Starcast was worth the uh, experience? Like the money was I, worth the experience. I wish I paid for that Kenny Omega doc and to hear him talk ne- next. So I'm yeah. I'm planning on going to the next event, which is all out, like the next big event in Chicago. Which, yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. It's also where Jenna's family's from, so it's super simple for us. It's like cool, we can go visit her family, like make a long weekend out of it. And um, for me. I want to do the whole gold bracelet experience. You get to meet everybody. You get to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would do that again. If I did that, I would maybe do that. We'll talk about it. Um, I don't like live shows that are that big. Oh, at, at double or nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, we, I liked it. It was great. being okay, there. Yeah. Let's, so let's, let's get into it. So yeah. Yeah. So three, three of us went to go, uh, we're in Vegas for double or nothing. Jerked it all weekend. <laughs> Zach got to stay home same. and jerk it. I didn't get to jerk it once. Yeah, same. What stopped you? People in the room right <laughs> next to me. Um, fair. There's a bathroom. Um, I used that to poop. It smelled too bad. I don't like. I'm not a shower jerker. Yeah, Just to get a little deep dive into my Who life. Who has the time? <laughs> Whatever, man. Wherever you can, man. I don't shower much, but I always <laughs> jerk it um, when I do. But I, I watch. I rewatched it. Um, on the television, yeah. it's a much better watching experience. I, I agree with that. I think, well, I, especially, Oster had some very rambunctious people next to him. Yeah, I had one. One was a buddy until his friends were around. Yeah, he there were, there he was some loved fucking... Judas. Oh, really? Luchasaurus? No, Judas. Oh, the song. Oh god, dude, that oh, dude was going off. Oh, like, right he next. had the Judas effect in full effect. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. That's what they kept saying. Anytime someone did a hold for one second, but they didn't say any transphobic shit like the people behind us. So they're cool. Yeah, yeah there was there was one guy in my section who was really fucking lame, um, and then there was a couple other people who were just like obnoxious. But I mean, it's kind of to be expected. Um, I don't know. I I feel like being there was a really really cool experience. It was. Uh, I was just exhausted, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to be happy that people were having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just try to get lost in the moments of the story of the matches. Losing and everything. yourself in the moment. Yeah. 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 Mom spaghetti. Um, because like, you know, stuff like with the Dustin and Cody match, like just like that atmosphere. That like, was that was wonderful. It was electric. It was like it was something almost very tangible. Like you could like being a part it. of that electricity is the thing that I took away most from that. Like I I watched it again too and I, I feel I straight up watching it. Uh, with commentary from the camera's angles, like is a better viewing experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. Excalibur is very good at his job. Absolutely. Um, but the electricity of being there is Alex what I Marvez take away from it for sure. Is not very good at his job. <laughs> really? Jr. is good for five seconds at a time <laughs> at his job. Jr. can be good, and I think once him and Excalibur get a little bit more chemistry together, I think it can push him <laughs> to be good. As long I, as he I, researches women that, too. That's the thing that I'm re- worried because even when like when he's doing New Japan and stuff, like a, after he'd been doing it for like over a year, he'd still like seems like he had just like maybe reread his notes from last time on his way to the recording, and like didn't ever really progress in his knowledge. But not or, everyone can be Morrow. Yeah. But yeah, his <laughs> the more Excalibur. Mm. But I, I was a little bothered by Jr. during the win- I was very bothered by Jr. Jr. during the women's matches. I was especially bothered by him during nyla rose letting her match like just like constantly like wow yeah she's big like oh, he did like, say he was like oh awesome kong makes uh nyla rose look like a cruiserweight yeah like it, he like very obsessed with size in a way that like he is with men, men too but he is like the way he says it and the way he was saying it about nyla rose was felt like is like a well yeah of course she's big like to me, to me, I, I didn't, I didn't, mm. I guess I didn't hear it that way to me. Like I heard stuff like that. I'm like, he's still, he's still used to having Vince in his head and saying, talk about how big they are. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, it's obvious that he, his whole career, like there was someone telling him what, even though he was doing a really good job of hitting those notes, like, like saying things well, but it's like people were telling him like, Hey, hit this now, hit this now. Like not letting him get lost in the same thought. He, five times in a row he seemed very patterned still mm-hmm. and i think that's just like having somebody who's a little bit more of a freestyler like excalibur who like gets lost and like you could hear like raises in his voice and taking it down here's some information about this guy here this is why you should care about mm-hmm. this guy here it helped because like jim ross like like i i kept like hearing those comments too it's like oh like the, like they mentioned mentioned her weight which they didn't with anybody else mm. They like I'm like oh big oh, it's like a big like it was like a bus and then mm-hmm. oh awesome Kong like the makes her looks like a cruiserweight yeah. like it's like yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're the big strong ones talk about their strength it's like talk yeah. about their power right it's talk like, about I get that you want to put them over as like a big wrestler but but you can add more to it than and, just that they're big and he didn't have like equivalent comments about like not like wrestlers who weren't the big wrestlers like he didn't wouldn't be like oh Kylie Ray's like fast. You know that like offsets the, you know the size. It was it's just like, oh, it was just size. She, she's smaller, but she's fast, and so mm. she can you know weasel out of things and move here and mm. you know you know shit like that. Yeah, Excalibur did during the Joshi match a shit ton. Oh yeah, and it, like put over the like the dynamic of that match beautifully. But yeah. Jr. just never did. Mm-hmm. No, Ho- hopefully being with because Josh Barnett on commentary for New Japan wasn't the best either, and so like them yeah. together. Or just like they're like nobody's growing, whereas Excalibur is really good. So hopefully it pulls like Jim Ross is like, oh shit, I gotta step my game up. Yeah, I gotta I gotta bring more to the table than just talking about how big these people are. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, let's, let's get. Oh, yeah. Cool. No, I was going to say, let's I was. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's fucking go. All right. It started with the 21 man casino battle royale. We don't have to talk about all the goddamn rules. But um, let's talk about favorite moments from it. Um, MJF, just in general. M- MJF was. MJF great. is a fucking star. MJF is the one who came out of that show looking the most. Looking like Colt Cabana's son. <laughs> yes. Physically looking like Colt Cabana's son. To be fair, he went into it the same way, but. <laughs> But he came. That out was of- actually the gimmick at AAW as well. As yeah, he was Cole Cabana's son. Yeah, uh, I I'd heard that um, that MJF is like Cody's handpicked heel for the company. Mm. Well, he Great. picked him good. <laughs> yeah, good one. It, I've yeah. like I've always like appreciated what MJF does, and like especially like the commitment to character and stuff. But this was a different level. Like this, this was, was like, like him. Like I gotta turn this shit on. So yeah. He he. Um, in the road to double or nothing, they built up a, a few, a handful of stars uh, in that match that had really inspirational backstories, and he eliminated every one of them. I think. Oh shit! Uh, okay. Dust, Dustin Thomas, the guy with no legs, was MJF. Yeah. Uh, that other dude, I cannot remember his name, bald Shumble white boy? guy, oh. Brandon Cutler. Yeah, uh, MJF eliminated Steve, him. Is he related to Steve Cutler? No, <laughs> no. His uh, brother's name's Dustin. So yeah. I just thought that was, that was like that's that subtle Jay. stuff that I was paying attention to from the get go. I was like. This is some good storytelling. That is. It's like you give us these stories of these people that we're excited to see and that our hearts feel for, and then MJF eliminates all of them. Yeah, they kind of did that with Bully Ray at the last one, but MJF is not as lame feeling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did like that Orange Cassidy just kind of sauntered to the ring. Yeah, just hung out, just sat down. I forgot he was there. Marco Stunt like gets his like pops and everything, does his moves. Like they had. like uh, what's his name? Ace Romero do that freaking dive AC and he is a big boy and yeah. he fucking flew. Also, here's a good moment for like they didn't didn't Jr wasn't on commentary on this, but they didn't mention his size there. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, like that. They're just like oh, and he gets you them. can call someone powerful. Uh, you can call someone very strong. You don't have to be like look at how big. And, they yeah, are. you can and you still can, but it just has to be like part of a larger narrative. Like, narrative yeah. and like yeah. like. I'd say that like WWE at times even has done good with that with say Nia Jax being like she's big but also she's powerful yeah saying words like, like dominant and say and then they'll be like oh surprise like the surprising agility like stuff like that like yeah it sometimes their their little buzzwords suck but at other times like, it can make sense and it mm. helps build more than big mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, Jimmy Havoc uh, came in with a staple gun so first of all. I want to know how Joey Janela got a cigarette into the ring and a lighter without breaking it while he was wrestling. Penelope. Oh, yeah. duh. She just had it. So he lights a cigarette. He lights a cigarette and just sits in the down. Ring, and then uh, Jimmy Havoc staples it to his forehead. Yeah. That was dope. Uh, he stapled Tommy Dreamer's balls. Yep. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. They've been stapled quite a few times over <laughs> yeah. the years. Okay, he Tommy probably Dreamer, hit an existing hole. Tommy Dreamer was just in there, which so, I thought was really cool. So here's my here's my knowledge of Tommy Dreamer. Edge Edge's impression of him. That's Tommy. It. Tommy. That is it. Like, I had no idea he was some ECW legend. Yeah, ECW oh, he's like the ECW <laughs> yeah. legend. Uh, yeah, I love the innovator that. of violence. Yeah. In the in the in the battle royale, he comes out. He gets thrown through like the middle rope, and then like. Leaves and it's like, oh, is that it for him? He comes back out with a trash can and a trash can lid, throws it in the ring, starts fucking going to work on people with it. Everyone, they get a Tommy Dreamer chant, get an ECW chant going. It was like, it was like, all right, fuck yeah. What's super cool about Tommy Dreamer too is he knows his spot, and he knows he can help make somebody else because he casual, was putting people over. Casual in that fans match. will know him. Is that why? Did Jimmy 
eliminate him? I want to say I want to say so, but also like he did stuff with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. He did stuff with he Marco did, Stunt. Did stuff with Marco Stunt. Did stuff with Sunny Kiss. Like these people who like can help get elevated by a casual fan saying, "Well, that's fucking Tommy Dreamer." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure he, that was a fucking huge moment for Jimmy Havoc. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Jesus. Oh, gotta be. Orange Cassidy did his very nonchalant kicks. Uh huh. Got a huge pop for it. It was it was great. I know people. I love. I, I love that people are just. This is something that wouldn't work in main roster WWE. No, no. Orange no. Cassidy's gimmick. I mean, no. I feel like it would barely work even in NXT. I feel yeah. like it. Yeah, it's crazy how it does work. It's like he does the most mundane stuff, but like it's the fans that make the, it. They, just, they love it. They're it. and they're yeah. into it. Like they're like they know like what it is. Getting holy shit chance for like the most like tiny little kids because it's, it's fun. It's so, fun. There's twenty. Two counting Orange Cassidy in the ring, uh, of people people getting f- thrown out, and then the Joker. Yeah, the last guy in, Hangman, Hangman, Page. Hangman Page. Before we get to Hangman though, I do want to ask you guys, what did you think of Sean Spears, uh, Ty Dillinger? Oh yeah, number he's ten. Good. He came out to a really good, cool reception. Mm, he's, he's he came ripped. out tenth, tenth. Yeah. Um, I like how he did the ten and then flipped the person off. M. Jeff. MJF, because MJF did the 10 and flipped him off. Oh, okay. And okay. also legit, if he did the 10 a few more times, it might actually be copyright infringement. That'd be a lawsuit, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he looked jacked. Uh, he looked stoked. Yeah, he, he looked good. Like He was I th- almost like a little taken aback by his the pop he got. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, Just a bunch he, of Payne Royce marks. He's not... Uh, Payne Royce's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I wish like people like... <gasps> Like sometimes like wrestlers would be able to like would get that because like the women get that all the fucking time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark Marrow did. That's fucking true. For Sable. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said Mark Marin. I'm like, okay, Mark right. Marin did. I'm sure he dated He's a fake wrestler on Glow. But um, yeah. the whole the whole thing was just awesome. Hangman comes in, takes people out, cleans house, ends up being who, the final four were. Lo- oh. By the way, before we get to the final four, they really want Jungle Boy to be a big star. Yeah. He looks like a fucking baby. Oh, he's he's tiny. He's a good-looking boy. He can fucking <laughs> he's work. He's a good-looking boy. He can work. He's uh, like He looks like a jacked eight-year-old, though. <laughs> like, just he's even, a jacked eight-year-old Luke Perry. Yeah. He has, he has a baby. such a baby he face. He has a baby face. Him versus – I'm sure he and Marco have had matches against each other. Just two opposite sides of the country. Man, that's just like Muppet Babies match. I know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hair in that but match. But you had it was Luchasaurus, Jimmy Havoc, M. Jeff, and Adam Page as your final four. Luchasaurus, who has a master's degree in medieval literature. <laughs> Former <laughs> NXT dork. star Judas Draven. Um, also almost killed Joey Janela. He gave him a chokeslam through a table on the outside. Janela landed on his head. Jesus. Yeah. Like, not even, like, his, like just his head. But then he had to be up at 8 in the morning to host a breakfast and prank call Enzo Amore. And he also <laughs> didn't sleep. God. He, he, and then he did StarCast? Yeah, that's why. God, when he I first is walked a wild in, boy. When I, when I first walked into StarCast, he, he was just, like, sprawled out on the table. And Penelope was just looking at him like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was way more chipper than Joey was. Joey's nice yeah. as hell. Uh, but, yeah, and then Hangman. So... In New Japan, I did not care about Hangman Page. I thought he was just there. They did a really good job building him as the main dude of this company. He's the second main dude because Kenny's the dude. Yeah, but Kenny's above title. Kenny's established already. Well, uh, Hangman is more on the come up. So, like, so Kenny is the like the main top dude right now, but Hangman is going to be 
the dude made by the company. Yes. yes. Like, and so in that way, like, Kenny's kind of New Japan's dude. And then, like, Hangman Page is going to be AEW's dude. Yeah. Because when he first joined Bullet Club, people hated him. Yeah. My, I, I didn't give a fuck about it when he joined Bullet Club yeah. because at that time, Adam Cole wasn't even in Bullet Club. I'm like, what the fuck? You're not putting Cole in Bullet Club and you're putting fucking Adam Page. Adam Page? Who's a fuck about Adam Page? Yeah. Yeah, I, now, I didn't give a fuck about Adam Page and Ring of Honor. Give us Austin Hall. <laughs> also, I've learned a lot He's of cool things about Adam Page. He's when, a good boy. When he got, when he like had to carry a noose to the ring, he donated like a bunch of money and to suicide charities. Yeah, and then like and then put in pre- like pre- pressured people in New Japan to like let him just carry a rope. Apparently, too, uh, my older brother was telling me that he used to be a teacher. Oh yeah. yeah, he yeah. used to be a teacher, and he would like wrestle, and then like on the weekends and stay up all night writing lesson plans, and then mm-hmm. and also he worked for High Spots. Oh okay. yeah, North Carolina boy, and he collects skulls with Baron Corbin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then oh, the, there was another charity thing that that happened with him too, like a, something in his career where he like donated money to another charity, like maybe he, the horse <coughs> horses. Oh, it's the the full gear thing. The the, full that gear, gear um, gave it to. Um, like de- like men's depression groups specifically because of like there was just some weird implications with uh what some people are saying with that whole gimmick so oh interesting yeah he's just he's a cool guy and i'm stoked to watch him more yeah watch him flourish so he gets he cleans house he gets tossed out doesn't touch the floor though no m jeff thinks he wins and then m jeff gets the buckshot larry which they saved at the very end which is a fucking front flip land on feet clothesline. It's a devastator. Yeah, it tosses sick. him out. He's a big dude. Too. Yeah, he's six yeah. three. Um, I hope that the gimmick for every single AEW show is that the the battle royal ends with, oh, he thought he was out. He thought he was the winner, but not. And see just how long it goes before people are like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's every single one. Isn't that almost every battle royal though? True, but. I wanted to literally the best, be the everyone. best year was the uh, best thing they ever did was the year that Santino almost won it against Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> it was 2011 Royal Rumble, and, and that was the 50 man one. Yeah, it was the biggest one up until or the, 40 man one. And yeah. so he fucking Alberto's like celebrating, and then here comes Santino. Everybody's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Are they gonna do this?" They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next match: Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Great match. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say. Great match. I want Sammy Guevara to get beat up. Yeah. See Panda Boy? Yeah, he was the one with the panda on his head. Uh, I liked it. The the section I was in was more dead for the match. I think there was a lot of excitement in the Battle Royal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But watching it back, it looked like there was plenty of uh, excitement for it. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Sammy Guevara is, like, really talented. I, just want to see I don't care. He's a, shit, I, like, he's like, he's a good shithead heel. Yeah, he is, and he is like a good shithead heel. But also, like, I'm not that entertained by the kind of shithead he is. I'm just like, I. It just looks like kind of a douchey. Nah, what, I just, what's, I just what's his tagline? He's like, I'm the best. The ever. best of all. The I'm best of all time. Panda bear, or it's best ever. Yeah, it's like it's like the kind of something that doesn't even uh, like best ever. Yeah, I'm cool. And he's like, been he's been using it phonetically for re- doesn't really make. And he's been using it for like a really long time. Like, yeah, I'm Sammy. I'm the best ever. Well, hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Uh, first, how could he? He's the best, best ever. ever. First right. match of the proper show, Soul Cal and Censored. I wasn't too familiar with them. They're, they're fun. They're fun. Hmm? They have a good time. They're great. They're like uh, they've been around for decades. a while. Yeah, Daniels has been wrestling for thirty years. He Damn, is yeah. like fifty. Yeah, fallen angel. He, he Christopher was supposed Daniels. to be the higher power. He was supposed to be the higher power. 
He also used to do a bunch of shotgun Saturday nights in WWF. Yeah. Um, they, I, I really do like the, the, this is the worst town I've ever been in. Uh, I like that they're, this, this is the best worst town I've ever been yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, versus Stronghearts, Tsushima, yeah. T-Hawk. Yeah. And... Taylor Hawkins wrestled. Like, not only did I hang out with him, he wrestled. <laughs> uh, who's the uh, other guy's name? Uh, Lin- L. Lindemann. L. Lindemann. There it yeah. is. Um, Shima is. O-W-E, right? Yeah. So Shima is, was the booker of Dragon Gate. I was shocked. Okay. At, I was expecting him to be like old man good. Where it's like, oh, he was... Oh, he's still flippy as fuck, huh? But he's still fucking great. Like, Yeah. Uh, r- Japanese kind of legend. He also is a former Battle of Los Angeles winner. Really? I think like 2009. Cool. Um, Yeah, he is a... Um, he actually was, like I said, with Dragon Gate. If you anybody knows anything about Dragon Gate wrestling, flippy as fuck. Mm. Is it... I can't... I believe it was T-Hawk. Well, I, I don't remember which one had the bleach blonde hair. Uh, I think it was a Lindemann. Oh, Lindemann? Okay. Yes. Well, uh, super strong. Dead Doing deadlift fucking like Germans. Germans? All fucking night, dude. Uh, it was awesome. I I don't know. I That's the thing I was looking forward to most about this show and that it delivered on a lot was I got exposed to wrestlers that I was completely unfamiliar with um, but was super like uh, captivated by. Mm. I, thought I, was, it was, I thought it was a good match. Um, it, was a fu- it was a good like – Main card kickoff, which I I just remembered. That's what wasn't SEU in the kickoff of All In as well. They were on the pre-show. Ah, uh, they're on the pre-show. Yeah, okay. They they seem to be like guys who are good at kicking things the off. The kickoff mm-hmm. for All In was M Jeff versus Matt Cross. Oh yeah, that's right. But, uh, SCU. Um, the only problem I had was somebody uh, near me was so excited by it that I was in the bathroom after one of the matches trying to go pee, and the dude was right behind me, kept yelling "fucking SCU." See, I couldn't go to the bathroom because I kept yelling in my ear. It might have been the people that were sitting next to us. I don't know. It was terrible. Well, Matt, that's the worst bladder I have ever seen. <laughs> this is the worst bladder <laughs> I have ever been in. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it, but you're not doing it right. All right, next match. Uh, Dr. Brett Baker. DMD. Nyla Rose. DMD. And Smiley Kylie Ray. Um, just something I really appreciated from this match is Nyla Rose's entrance, they didn't just say, oh, she's Native American. Specifically, I believe it's Shoshone. Yeah. Tribe, and, like, called it out and, like, were very, like, good about that. It was Excalibur, of course. But, yeah. like, yeah. One of the dudes next to us was is a, a Canadian Inuit, right? Is that the correct term? I believe so. I yeah. believe so. But um, I think there's also multiple like tribes. tribes. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But when he heard that and, like, saw that, he flipped the fuck out. Hell, yeah. And he was just like, that's my girl! That's my girl! Cool. And that's at least when I, even though they, like, people next to us were some of the most annoying wrestling fans I've been around. He, I, I, there he, was one that was bad. One that was terrible. And it just, like, he, like, kind of riled up everybody else. Mm-hmm. But then he got kind of shut up by a few different people. Someone so called him Michael Cole. By the third match, he had kind of shut up, like, a yeah. lot more than he did before. But, um... It's cool because like yeah, I go she's like oh these like some of the worst fans like you seem like no because they don't see anything hateful at least yeah they yeah. were they were into it they like were just having a great time at the show sometimes at the expense of other people they were also yeah. too drunk yeah that's I think what it was uh, but yeah let's talk about the which smash. is crazy dude because fifteen dollars for a fucking beer are you <laughs> kidding me? I think they pre-gamed yeah had to um, uh yeah this match was cool I think it showcased all of it them. Showca- <laughs> it showcased um. 
Britt and Kylie a, well, a lot. Before the match started. And it showcased Brandy. Before the match started, Brandy came out and alluded to something they were talking about on the road to Double or Nothing, where she was kind of going around telling everyone that they're going to win the match. Mm-hmm. That's how they was kind of led to believe. So then she comes out. Brandy comes out is saying, like, I, w- I didn't lie. You know, I was telling the truth when I said that any one of you could win this match. And I wasn't lying when I said that I think this can be a great match. But I don't want a great match. I want an awesome And then match. The Miz came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came to play. The Miz, AEW confirmed. No, that's not what happened. Awesome Kong came out. Yeah. She, uh, Brandy pulled a new day at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like took she off. She came out. Jacket. Yeah, came out in her gear. Like, like she's in the go. I was there. like, oh, she's inserting herself in the match. Okay, that's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, so did I? I'm like, oh, okay, like that's fine. Like, like she's an okay wrestler. It's a four way. Maybe it'll be fine. But, but then Awesome Kong came out. Yeah, music awesome. hits and everyone's kind of like, what's going on? And then when it flashes Awesome Kong on the screen, that was I think the first time in the night where I was like, oh, this is electric. First surprise of the night, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, besides Hangman, but but that one knew. everybody saw. Everyone was kind of yeah. Uh, so it was just really cool to be there for that. Um, and then Awesome Kong came out. It, she looked like a fucking star. And yeah, it was, it was like, a fatal four way. Yeah, match. like it was really cool, especially like because she's moved away from wrestling. Like, like she's just been acting a lot, and taking that really seriously mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, so. we might know her as uh, the Welfare Queen on Glow. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yep. And she like her whole wrestling career is just like tons of ups and downs and stuff. So it's just so cool. The former Karma in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for two. Whole mat, one and a half matches. One of them was just a Royal Rumble. Mm. The other half was just coming out and attacking people and then never showing back up. Yeah, but it was really cool. They showcased Britt and Kylie. Uh, Britt Baker won, which to me makes so much sense. She yeah. was at the front. She's a a great fucking face of the women's division because she's good. Um, also, like her being a dentist, like that's, again, that's a like, media thing. Like I was gonna say, like yeah. it's a good like upfront face, like. <sighs> Look at this fucking like she's a great she's a great athlete she's a fucking dentist. I was like, wait, she's yeah. a fucking dentist. Yeah, DMD? like she finished like dental school like while being like a very active like indie wrestler, and she's and, like, still a dentist. She's a practicing dentist. In mm-hmm. if you live in Florida, you could probably book an appointment. There's a very good picture of her watching um, like the AW press conferences recently, like in her dentist office on one of the TVs, yeah. and like. She's watching it just straight on. It's like, hey, the first time someone like replied saying the first time a wrestler's ever watched a TV, right? Because she wasn't standing <laughs> off to the side. I um, and that, that's one of the reasons why um, she never went to WWE is because she still wanted to be a dentist. She's like, I got all that fucking school. I gotta fucking do it. Yeah. But it was a really cool match. Uh, Kylie Ray, like, to a bigger audience, really showed out because she was really just did like Midwest Indies. Okay. Like, oh, really? Hasn't mm-hmm. really done much. Like she's from the Chicago area, but she worked with freelance. So that means you don't got to do AEW because Danny Daniels is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Um, book Michael Elgin, you piece of shit. Um, got a little mad there. And so just really Justified cool to kind of uh, get her a bigger, um, a bigger audience to see because she's she was pretty good. And she's then, like a her character's like a pinball. It's it's really fun. And then uh, this guy Ty- Tyler, hello Tyler. Uh, went to school Jenna nice guy one of our buds um, I'm pretty sure he may have had a heart attack when she came out yeah he took pictures with every wrestler there yes. at Starcast and got almost all of them to do the the smiley Kylie pose uh, also Prince Petty yes okay uh, uh, yeah. really like him nice guy also he I saw him in a picture with the Brock Lesnar guy oh fuck 
You say, why didn't you meet him? You wanted to so bad. I wanted to just because I think he's like, I don't know him, but like it'd just be the funniest thing because who? Brock Lesnar guy. He's a fan. He's a fan who just likes Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of like the shocked face guy at WrestleMania where certain fans get famous for being on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Alice in Chains guitarist looking motherfucker who's at every show. Every show, dude. I know. That tripped me out when I. All right. Next match. Yeah. Best friends, Chuck and Trent versus Angel. Angelico and Angelico and Jack Evans. Oh, no. Best entrance video ever. Oh, man. The video package for the best friends was fantastic. Okay. So there were aliens and ghosts and dogs. Dogs. People on on a beach. People walking on the beach. A laser shooting through a building. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love the text exchange between Cody and little Greggy and Dustin. (laughs) Little Greggy. And it was just like, hey, this is it. And they're like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. Then Chuck Taylor, hey, think you could add some aliens and ghosts? And some puppies yeah. in there? He's like, uh, and then Matt Jackson's like, the hand-holding was me. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it was, was it was great match. It was great. And Jack Evans, I it's thought, so was a young good. Oh, he's guy. He's older than no, fuck. Dude, he's super old. He looks young, though. And he's looked the same forever. Yeah, he, he hasn't changed. And that's an extra crazy that he's been in the game for so long because he moves Mexico. like wild. Mm. Yeah, yeah these super are, bendy. The, those two were the longest reigning AAA tag champs ever. They held, they held it for like four straight years. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. They, they, and they, they aren't a team anymore. Like, they came back together. Like, I think they're that. a team now oh, again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they, they hadn't been teaming. I think Angelico got hurt twice mm. really bad. I think one of them, he broke his leg. Uh, it was uh, during a Lucha Underground yeah. taping that they had to like retape, uh, yeah, and so and he just disappeared off the season, he, and that's why he was wearing like the weird like outfit because like like the onesie, the onesie. because like he could still go, but just like he probably was like ah, I'm not, I don't got that sixer that I used to have, yeah, and so they're so good. Best friends are so good and connected really hard with the crowd. Yeah, they, they put did. on a great match. They did the the fucking rainmaker hugs. God, mm-hmm. I was like anticipating it. I was like, they're not going to do well, it they te- So they teased it that they were going to go do the hug, and I saw the camera like pan out, and then it didn't work. I was like, oh, they're going to do it, though. Well, and they got hit. They got hit, yeah. but then, yeah. but uh, when they went to go do it the first time, the camera started zooming back, and it, like uh, like getting in position to do the big oh, okay, zoom. Okay. So I was like, oh, I think they are going to do it. And then I... they did botch it a little bit on the, the broadcast. It's like, hug, and then zoom. And like, they zoom out. They'll but, get it. Uh, yeah, the Rainmaker hug fantastic they're they are just great to watch and yeah they're, they're just really fun they do a lot of like very both teams did a lot of very innovative moves and then best friends won with the strong zero which is the crunchy and the double stop mm-hmm. that was our punky vice's old finish okay oh cool um then they tried to get them to hug trying to get try to get the hug in the, the middle of the ring lights out everything went yeah, which and then everyone starts freaking out because it's like, oh man, who's it gonna be? Who's the big surprise? Lights on. No one knows who they are. <laughs> uh, no one on fucking commentary did either. They can't oh. say their names. Oh, Super, right. oh, Super Smash Bros. Yeah, that's right. You can't say that. But like, it's kind of owned by Nintendo. Just <laughs> that's say true. Anything. It like if I would say if, of any criticism could, of the broadcast, you should have said what promotion they were from. I had, Smash why wrestling. you should care? PWG. I, I had zero the, clue who they are. There are ways to just. Allude to who they are on TV. Even just say it's player, it's evil, evil player Uno and Studos. Like, yeah, it's yeah, or like you might know them by a different by a name somewhere that we can't say. Just say that. Like, it's like oh my god, like it's these like we can't say their name here, but 
But you may felt, know them by Evil right. Uno and Player Dose. Uh, it 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 was awkward. Like it was awkward on the. It broadcast. sucked because like they're really good. Oh, okay. and they mm-hmm. put on some fucking matches with the Bucks. Okay. I, I, cool. I've seen their matches, and I just didn't like. I haven't seen enough of them to remember who that was. And but, I was like, "What the so fuck?" So they're is so happening? they're standing in the ring, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is cool." And then like lights go out again. And then a bunch of goons. They show up. There's a bunch of minions around the ring. Not like the shitty minions. I I love that. Like they have like, ah! a goon squad because it's very like video game. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I I had no idea who they were, and I was like, "This is awesome." Yep. Uh, and then people started chanting, "Who are you?" And the guy next to me like leans over to me and was like, "So disrespectful to the Smash Brothers." <laughs> And I was like, that yeah. Was, that, was, like, yeah. that, was, that was me and Brady. Like, what shirt were you wearing? Uh, Golden Lovers. Okay. <laughs> but that, I was like, I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> that was me and Brady. Like, these fucking marks don't know Smash. <laughs> they don't know the Smash. That's I how the guy looked at me. I was like, yeah. I just dude, asked totally. Jenna, and she was like, I said Smash Brothers. <laughs> One time, going in raw, uh, pitched renaming the Usos the Smash Bros during the Mandy Rose. Um, oh goddamn! Oh, because they're smashing the Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, uh, but. Having no idea who they were, I was super impressed with them. They did a, a couple cool fucking spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, their minions are cool. They made a throne out of uh, uh, out of goons. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Good way to build into the next events. Now we got a match that kind of changed my outlook on wrestling. Uh, the six women tag team match: uh, Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Rio. I said this earlier in my head. Uh, Mizunami. Um, against Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura. All I want to do is watch Joshi wrestling. I love how character-driven the whole thing is. The whole presentation is so fun. Like, One of them was just straight-up Freddie Mercury. Once the mm-hmm. music hit, I was fucking in, especially Emi Sakura. She, yeah. It was just fucking magic crazy-ass K-pop. I think so. With the Sabu pants? Yes, yeah. Um... Aja Kong can barely fucking walk. In she the she can. I mean, I watched her walk at Starcast, and it I just like, felt bad. But then she gets in that fucking ring, and it's she like worked game her ass off. Fucking yeah. on, like Gibson. I mean, you can tell. You can tell. What she's... a reference! <laughs> like what a fucking reference! Nineteen eighties baseball reference. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck yeah! Save game it for one that of baseball. The, show. Game one of the eighty seven World Series. Walk off <laughs> home run with the. Worst knees of all time. Jesus, hell yeah. Even worse than Ray's. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like with Aja Kong and stuff, she walks like, uh, like legend wrestlers walk. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like oh, walks yeah. like Terry Funk, right? It's like, well, you have sacrificed a lot of your mobility for this. She sport, walks like and Hank I Hill's agree, dad, and I appreciate it. Yes, she t- she lost her shins to the war. Yeah, <laughs> she can't move her like she doesn't want to put any like pressure on her knees. Yeah, but like you said, like once she gets in the ring, she was fucking going. Match was awesome. It was really fast paced. Yeah, really good storytelling on like, especially they had um, I don't remember the name of the wrestler, but she was the smaller one, and they end up almost always like getting against like almost like Aja Kong, mm-hmm. like getting that baby face. Uh, like she's yeah, that was that, that was Rio. Yeah, she that wrestler. She's nineteen and has been wrestling for like over ten years yep. already. She's yeah. been wrestling oh. since she was seven, and she's. Like I think they said like a hundred and like five pounds. Uh, they said something on commentary that I was uh, that I thought was really cool. I think it must have been Excalibur, but they were like, like we're in a sold out MGM Grand, and he like listed a couple like MMA fights and like boxing fights that have happened. He was like, he was like, and I don't know if I was like, I think this is a more hard hitting match than some of the MMA fights we've seen here. <laughs> it's like maybe, dude. Um, Re- is Riho the one who's worked with Kenny a lot? Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. There. Whenever Kenny had an intergender tag match, like she yeah, was that his was choice. Go to. Yeah. 
Like, it was just, I mean, Hikaru Shishida was, like, the boss of those two in that match. And she, like, she, her presence was just, like, oh, I feel like I should know who you are and, like, what you do. Yeah. And she beat up uh, Aja Kong with a kendo stick. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. She defended herself against a trash can with a kendo stick. That was a weird little trash can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything was just really cool in that match. It just was, like, here's, like, some a new style of wrestling you may not have seen um, for a lot of people. And the reaction that it got, I think, was awesome. It was well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They worked their asses off, Aja Kong being the legend that she is. And then you go with five other people who are unknown to, like ninety percent of the audience that's yeah. there. Yeah, every single one of them had something that stood out. Like whether it was character work or in ring or like or both bo- or usually both. Like, like it was really really good. The the yeah. one who was uh and I I will I will learn their names. But the uh the one that was dressed like Freddie Mercury, uh, I that li- was uh, Yuka Sakazaki. I like how she was doing like the stomp stomp clap. Yeah, yeah. Stomp, really stomp, yeah. clap. Yeah, yeah, really good. Ma- it was really really good and like it just like. It helped, like, from the first match to the, the four-way, the besters, everything kind of just felt like it was all something a bit different than, like, what – it wasn't like, oh, like, four of the same matches. It was like, here's a little something here. And yeah. Here's a little taste of this. It was like a sa- – it, like, it, it was like a sampler platter of good wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the it jo- was an incredible showing of what AEW can be. The, the Joshi match, like, that style, like, I was trying to think of, like, what makes this so different. It's like, the whole thing felt like – Going to see like fucking like I don't, Matt, you went and saw Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, like something that high Beatles level love. choreographed down to like the moment. Like, there was never a spot where like the, all six pieces weren't moving, like, yeah, yeah, where like it felt like perfectly like pieced together, yeah. Like, and it, I mean, like, especially for like a uh, like a six person tag match, the timing just felt, yeah, like you're saying, there was always the, parts in motion and it all made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very, very talented. Yeah, I, I hope, and I hope that, that AEW does see uh, that sort of variety of matches going forward too. Yeah, I think they will because I know like a lot of wrestlers have talked about like that's how they like wrestling shows. Like Chuck Taylor on this interview I heard, he's like, "I don't want five of the, or ten of the same matches. Like, mm-hmm. you give me ten death matches, it's gonna suck. But I want, I, like, I give love one. A, I'll take mm-hmm. one. It's uh, like you give me that fight. You give me the." The big lucha match. You give me the one with all the high spots. You give me the strong stuff. You give me the comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like you get a little bit. He's like, I want everything almost like a buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want a little it, bit of it, everything. It helps bring like, it, it doesn't only like help like for fans to, like see new like existing fans to see new things like and not just see the same match over and over. It's also like it's a good way to just bring different people in where like you're gonna see someone's gonna see something they like no matter what. Like if you have enough variety. What I I liked too that it was around this match that six woman uh, Joshi match that I was like this doesn't this definitely doesn't feel like a WWE presentation and it doesn't feel like a New Japan presentation it felt very much its own thing yep mm-hmm. like they from the four matches in you're like okay this is unique and then we get onto the next match which fucking okay. goes a totally different direction yep. yeah so Cody. Versus defeated Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. This is this is where the show turned up a notch. Where so, it, yeah. Yes. Before we talk about it, this is probably one of the best professional wrestling matches I've ever seen. Emotional when it comes to like, like Kenny Okada is its own thing. This the, is like WWE style wrestling, 
but amped up just the storytelling and everything. The in symbolism it. Mm. in this match was crazy. Yeah, we got to uh, have a debate real quick. Oh, about the let's talk about Cody's entrance. I, I do want to say one thing before we get into this. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't watched this and you're not a fan of blood, yeah. It, just know that there's a there's Dustin all cut of his face off. There's um, a I had to scrub through this match a little bit, unfortunately, to make it through the whole thing. Just I didn't have time to watch all of it. Mm. I literally skipped to a point where it was literally like We're a hose dripping was out of his head, spraying out of Dustin's he head. He cut his fucking face off. So yeah. okay, let's let's. We talk he, about people bleeding all of their blood. Bl- did he blade? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he bladed and then just hit his head too hard. He just cut a little deep. Bro. Yeah. Okay. He okay. Grew it a little bit. It was. Messy. I know. Katie had to like sit down at one point and be like, I have to take a break from looking at this no. screen because it's making me sick. Watch that broadcast and that the moment where it starts like pouring out of his head, you see like people in the crowd go, Oh yeah. Like in that you see that much of a visceral reaction from that many people. I will say front, and, an and over Earl didn't even put gloves on. Brian Alvarez yeah. was up up uh front row and he tweeted out it's like Dustin just cut his fucking head off. Yeah. Uh but I will say as an overview of this match, I went from being almost nauseous to being in tears. Yep. And that is yep. some fucking storytelling. Goosebumps. Like, I had goosebumps on my like my body. Yeah. Tears welling up in my eyes at the end of it. And I straight up I straight up was choked up. That's just time, when, yeah. like, the um, at the end of the match, mm-hmm. Dustin we'll get, Rhodes. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to yeah. go through the whole fucking match. They had a great match. Fucking very mid-south, very just old-school fight match. And it was almost always, like, at the beginning of the match, Cody's just getting, he knows his brother. Every little thing he's going to do. And he's beating the shit out of him. He doesn't care. Well, so Cody's whole thing is I'm killing the Attitude Era. Yep. And so they called back to the Attitude Era so much. When it came down, so Cody had the weight belt on that just said Attitude Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he had taken it off, but Dustin grabbed it, pulled out, pulled down Cody's pants uh, to expose that tight him. butt, dude. Ooh, he's got a good butt. And then he just fucking spanked him, real Attitude Era. And then when he was fucking dripping blood from his face... Uh, in like the submission hold, it was a total Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it was a direct call to the Attitude Era. Yeah. I mean, it, so like that storytelling build up to the match and then the way they executed it was perfect. Yep. Because like, like, and like the way like the other part of the storytelling in the match is like Cody's just that much better than him and he's like beating yeah. the shit out of him. And Dustin's then, predictable. Like, yeah. And it's like, oh, like he goes for that fucking power slam. Cody just stops. Does the he did the like drop down like slap thing slap, and he yeah. just like stopped him from doing it. Yeah, it's and, like he's like I know everything you're gonna do and like I'm better than you. But then, but dude, Dustin, the other part of the story was that Dustin's not fucking done yet. Yeah, and, and he that, keeps going. I got and, a lot left in the tank. When he hit that power slam, like he eventually got that power slam off, like towards the end of the match, mm-hmm. like. The crowd popped so huge for that. Dude, like, when Dustin hit that code red, everyone leapt off their fucking oh yeah. seats. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy. Uh, and he, earlier in the match, before he started bleeding all of his blood, he like did like a dive, like a summer, like a front salt off the apron mm-hmm. onto Cody. And it's like you know, you get people started chanting, "You still got it!" And then like the crowd even louder got, "You never lost it!" Like it was just this like really good moment. That's where it was like so electric. Mm. Uh, it was so cool, and then it's yeah, not a whole fucking match. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just great. I was I was like off my seat the whole match. It was so great. So Cody wins because that's what should happen. Yes. Yeah, and he like gets out of the ring. Also, Cody's bleach blonde hair was peach colored because of all the blood on him. Oh mm-hmm. man, at one point when he, he like stained he, like, in the blood, he like grabs like he like has a fist like a handful of just blood and he just rubs it, it off of his chest. It's like oh, this is fucking gnarly. And 
So Dustin's just in the ring, getting a standing ovation. He starts unlacing his boots like he's going to take them off. And put it, like, leave him in the ring. That's what you do. You leave him in the ring, you brother. Retire. And then Cody comes in. Dustin jumps. Like, it, like, like he's no, terrified. Don't, like, don't fucking hurt me, man. Like, like I'm, it, I'm, it, Yeah, it reminded me of some, like, the old Goldust stuff where it's, like, really, like, a uh, caricature-like, like, no, 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 don't don't hit me, don't hit me. Yeah, it's like, I'm already, you fucking beat me. You like, won. Yeah, like, what I have more, my own blood in my eyes. What I can don't, barely see. What, what more do you need from me? Like, you won. Yeah. You win. Like, what now? And then Cody goes in there and he's like, yo, you don't get to retire on this show. And everyone's like, oh. And then it's like, I, like, I signed a match and it's the Young Bucks. Versus me and a partner. He's like, I don't need a tag partner. I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. He's like, I don't even need a friend. And everyone's like, oh my god. Like, oh no, don't I need do my it. older brother. And then he's like, I need my older brother. When you watch, and it goes to his face. I'm getting goosebumps. Me too, when dude. You, his and, voice, his voice tears. When you, like, yeah. as I'm saying this, when you watch yeah. the broadcast, it comes through so much better than I think it did when I was watching I it live. Just because I looked up at the screen when he says that, and people, see, and you like, can see his, Dustin. Like, face. Dustin starts crying immediately yeah. after he says, "I don't need a friend," and he's like, "I need my older brother," and he like, starts choking. I'm getting choked up now, and he's like, and then Dustin just starts sobbing, and then Cody's crying, and they're hugging, and people are chanting. Dusty, yeah, and oh, Stardust. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a cool moment. Seven. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Has there Black been a rain? Has there been a like a uh, uh, Meltzer star rating release for this show yet? Um, All of them have uh, three hundred stars because it's not <laughs> WWE. I, I haven't looked, no, but my, not my in guess the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> uh, True. I don't know if the blood's going to take away anything, but I feel like that that was probably one of the higher rated matches of the evening, just because oh, it's of, gotta oh, be. the storytelling like, elements of that match. The amount of emotions that you took that they took the crowd through, like they panned to the audience, people are crying. I was up there basically fucking crying. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Well, uh, speaking of wrestling psychology, um, there was there was a. A reveal of the new belt. Well, are we going to get to Cody's entrance real quick before we... Oh, oh we're going to have this debate? Okay. So, Cody comes out. There's a big old throne with Triple H's, like, independent logo. Mm-hmm. Um, he walks or down. Nazi cross. I was like, yeah, Motorhead, <laughs> motorhead slash Nazi cross. Um, well, he, for, for Lemmy, it yeah, was one yeah, and the yeah, same. Yeah. He collected Nazi memorabilia, they were, everyone. It was both. Um, he grabs a... Brandy grabs a sledgehammer from under the thing. Gives it to him. He walks up, uh, smashes it. Also, we haven't mentioned Pyro. Yeah. There was so much Pyro during this show. I loved it. During the Give national, me fire. Yeah, during uh, na- the national fuel. Uh, anthem, uh, when Pyro started going off, everyone's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> they, um, at All In, had a bit more. It was a bigger building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. More. Um, and I was with uh, my friend Mike Brown. Canadian. Daddy Town. Daddy Town and Mike Brown. Uh, love you, Mac 10. He was just ch- jumping up and cheering when they had Pyro going on yeah. during the anthem. It's like, I fucking love America. This is shit's wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Cody breaks it with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. Very symbolic. Yeah. Um, which some people see as taking a shot. Um, and yeah, 100%, yes. 100%, 100%, 100% was. 100% was. It was also um, him like... Because the whole match was the death of the Attitude Era. Right, right. And that people think that could be part of it, too. It, 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 to me, it wasn't. Um, she, It was a good pop for that audience. It was corny and I don't think necessary. That's, but, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. Wrestling is corny. Uh, that's the thing. That's that, the thing. That is the thing where it's like, you know, and it, I, I really don't know how to feel about it because I think when you look back, in the context, like it, when you look back at that show in ten years, I think yeah. that that'll be a part of the show where it's like, 
All right. That's true. I get that. It's it's one of those things where like you like you saw WCW doing that kind of shit a lot. Yeah. And like you just like you don't want it to be that like I don't want it to get into it that. It was it was petty as fuck. And it was just really on the nose. Like and especially because they've been telling this narrative of this isn't a competition. We're just providing an alternative. Like we want to be something different. We don't want to be them. We want to be different than them. And so I think I think it was fun. They, and I think for the, the in the bubble of that show, it mm-hmm. made sense. But it was corny. Yeah. Um, I just hope not to see more of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I actually, want them to stand on their own feet. I liked in the press conference after the show, Cody was like, you know, uh, we say it's not a competition, but I want to be a player in this game, and I burned a bridge tonight, and that's okay with me. And I, th- at that point, I was like, "All right, if that's what." If that's well, then what also he was... he was like, "I saw Triple H's entrance WrestleMania three, and I liked it." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, they did something way worse to WWE after. We'll talk about. Yeah, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I get it was definitely corny. I, I cheered for it when it happened. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, yeah. it was fun, but then it, I, even then, I was like. That was the one part of the show where it's like you're providing a you are providing different form of wrestling entertainment, and then it was a little on the nose to be like fuck you Triple well, H. Fuck it was you. very on the nose. Yeah. with a sledgehammer. Um, what are you talking about nose? You're saying that I got a big nose? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, just watch what I'm gonna do to Pharaoh on Saturday. Oh no, X T. Yeah, that's what that's what scares me. I don't want Triple H to hurt. I dogs. don't think he's gonna do. He's anything. not gonna retaliate. Um, he's gonna be like, we don't need to retaliate. What's what's gonna speak for us is the wrestling in the ring. Um, next match. Uh, Bret Hart came out. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, Bret but, Hart. Well, here's the thing too. Oh. Before we move on from that, uh, it was watching Dustin bleed all his own blood though. After the whole like throne breaking thing, I was yeah. like, I don't know. It was definitely like, oh, this ain't no WWE product. <laughs> yeah. No. Like seeing that kind of blood and that kind well, of well, and they like, got to do this stuff before they're on TV. Yeah, and I like, too, they talked – someone asked uh, Cody also in that post-event uh, interview, like, is this something we can expect more? And he's like, maybe from the pay-per-views, you know, but on TV we're going to be a little more re- subdued and then turn it up a notch for the pay-per-views, which well, I appreciate. Sure yeah. Um. So Bret Hart came out for the belt well, review. First, this fucking guy who was a uh, – some announcer? Jack Apparently Whitehall? this dude's important. Uh, he's a big British uh, actor okay. guy. But he says – Please welcome the best there is. At that point, like, I'm still like, what? Okay. The best there uh, was. And I'm like, what? And then the best there ever will be. And I like looked over at Isai and then stood up and I was just like, it was a, it might've been my biggest pop of the night. It was mine for sure. I was, it, was it was the was most surprise. So I so unexpected. It took me, it wasn't until he was saying the best there ever will be that I was like, where do I know? Wait, Bret Hart. And that wasn't his music, right? It was it similar. Was a, it was like a note off. Okay. Yeah, it was, it's the most you can do without getting sued. Did the Bucks dad write all of their songs for this? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was very unexpected. Co- uh, Bret Hart is old. Um, his voice was shot because he's done a bunch of panels and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah he's I mean, very it, tired. He also walks like he's given his body to this industry. Yeah. <sighs> Um, I walked next to him at the Caesar's Palace. Big moment for me. Did you really? Yeah. Th- this weekend? Yeah. Did you say hi? No, he was like going to leave. Uh, and I was like, is that Bret Hart? Yeah. And I'm like, he's leaving. That's it's his luggage right there. That's yeah. his wife. I'm like, that's Bret Hart. I walked next to him. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, he comes out and he introduces Hangman <coughs> Page, um, who also comes out. It and- was in, in a scattered way. I, 
uh, he said some really cool stuff. You know, he was like, he's like, I, I've sold this arena. I'm not going to do the, you know, I've well, you know, I've, uh, yeah. I've had a world championship match here and sold this arena out. And I'm glad to be back here where there's another world championship going to debut sometime, sometime <laughs> next month, next month, a couple months. months. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> been a while it's been a while people laughed and he wow. kind of laughed brandon seemed in a very good mood that night he was, probably, he was having fun yeah um and, and up until like five minutes after yeah uh, <laughs> um so hangman comes out and he's like hey hangman you're pretty good and then m jeff comes out yeah and he just starts fucking running both of them down mjf right there right there he's like, oh no brett there's a fan yeah, yeah. and he's like ha, 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 that was fun and then me. like you can see Bret Hart's face, and he yeah. just like enjoys like this. Guy. He's trying so hard not to, to, to laugh. Up. He's well, like, this like, guy's fucking good. MJF comes out, and everyone starts chanting "asshole." He's like, "Oh, I'm the asshole. You bought tickets to see me, so shut up." And he's like, "Oh, you want a horse to lead this company?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I guess you like horses." And he's like, well, "Let's talk about horses." Like, you know what happens to horses with a bum leg? First, he said, "I'm no horse professor," which is a fantastic it's thing to the, say. It's my favorite <laughs> phrase that has ever been. That's uttered. a great thing to say. But he's like, yeah, you know what happens to horses? Yeah, you blow With their bum legs. <laughs> they and die. So then, what happens from there is they start a horse a sta- can't be a face of this this company. They um call them Seabiscuit. established stars, <laughs> Jimmy Havoc, yep. and Jungle Boy both come out. Right there, great like great way to storytelling tell your fans who may not be familiar. Hey, these guys are big deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, MJF was like, you know, you won the battle royal tonight, but like. You know, if you think you really deserve it, like you, I'll, you should beat yeah. me. And that's called when, it a fluke. Like uh, any great hero. And that's would when do. Jungle Boy comes out, and then uh, yeah, Jimmy Havoc comes out. It's like as much as I'd love to fight a prepubescent boy. <laughs> and then they battle to the back. Um, Bret Hart then holds the title, and he's the first AEW champion. <laughs> <laughs> he did. There was a point where it looked like he was trying to put it on. I think he was. <laughs> oh, my, my well, pants know, are falling down. Well, you know, I got to keep my pants up. So, and it, uh, it never. I'm the champion. He kept trying to show it to the camera. And, and there was just no did, direction oh in my, that segment. That it was, was, it was, was a bit brutal. of a shit show. I don't think it was his fault completely. No, it's it's uh, production. But there was that. no direction. I don't think on the pay-per-view there was a good shot of it. Also, it looks fucking. No, there wasn't. Hangman Page had to tweet out a picture, picture of it, it so it, people could actually I, see it. Looks it. Good, it looks heavy as fuck. It looks really heavy. I really like it because it's silver it sets it apart from any wwe titles the ecw championship was silver in wwe global force wrestling's was silver and green I'm saying it sets it apart dumb i'm just saying it sets it the, apart the jeff hardy immortal That's title so was oh, silver fuck <laughs> i'm just saying okay fuck jesus <laughs> sorry i found tag team fucking... championships are silver <laughs> yeah how about the hey, Matt, title guess what i don't care about colors of championships he so. doesn't see colors no, I mean we can get into that conversation. No, that was, that I was, do you want to talk about that afterwards? So do I. Yeah, mm. uh, um, but also Bret Hart fell off the stage. Yeah, <laughs> and Bret Hart falls. He's okay. Rip. He's still alive. Yeah, he's we fine. saw him the next day. All right, uh, next match. We, let's get through these. The Young Bucks against the Lucha, the Brothers. Lucha Brothers, who I have never seen wrestle. Zero Holy goddamn! I was that whole time. I was chanting Zero Mero. I had no idea what it meant. Zero fear. Yeah, <laughs> until I saw the promo this today when I was watching it. Like, oh, oh, no fear. Great match. Right. These, these two teams are unbelievable together. Ray Phoenix mm-hmm. can do unbelievable yeah, things. Yeah, like, I knew he could do unbelievable things. There were still things that he did in this that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and Nick Jackson also the, is, like, the other mm-hmm. one of the other team that can do unbelievable the, things. Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray Phoenix, the, he, like, super kicks someone while on the rope. 
Oh, yeah. Point. Yep. Like what he, the fuck? Yeah, like, like that's just what he does. Um, the storytelling in that match was great, too. The, the Bucks were talking about how if they have any fears that they might have some ring rust getting all this stuff put together. And so they played it that way where, like, they, was, they would mess up a couple things or they would get, you know, the, the Lucha Brothers would get the best of them. And or, like, they'd hit each other, just shit like that. Right, yeah. And so it just kind of played into this thing. Uh, then they did the fucking Meltzer driver. Yeah, well, like a, with a, it was a new one though, right? So they did the power bomb with the um, fucking the sliced bread number two off the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have weird names for their moves. Well, that's what? what Brian Kendrick called it. Yeah, that yeah, that was Brian Kent, the Brian Kendrick, the sliced bread yeah. number two. Yeah, and they, so they beat the Lucha Brothers. Apparently, both of them had to cancel. Uh, matches that they had like that following like the next couple days because they both sustained injuries in that match. Probably not surprising. They went <clears throat> all out. Ham hard as a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, no, it was so, it was so good. It was um, and there was like big chance for tag team wrestling. A lot of WWE people were cha- were uh, shouting out you know tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, Biggie had a good tweet. I had a great time watching Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> um, last match. Chris Jericho versus Kenneth Omega. I thought it was a good match. It's really hard following the other yeah. match. I, like, I was I was exhausted. Yes, that was a big part of it. Watching it again, I liked it a lot. I liked it more. This that was that was the match I liked more watching at home. Um, I I was just kind of dead for it, which was crazy because like I loved Jericho's entrance. I loved it. Yo, yeah, let's talk about that. So he comes. It it starts. It. It go, the like goes old dark. type of music and it's his Lionheart lion gimmick. Heart gimmick goes black list gimmick and he has like there's like stand-ins so you don't see their faces but yeah. they're representing these different parts of his career I want I still want to know who they were oh they he, he uh, like on Instagram like, some indie brothers yeah some local enhancement talent oh okay uh, it goes dark again list Jericho mm-hmm. goes dark again Y2J yeah a big light up jacket and then it goes dark and then we hear what have I become? the greatest Wrestle Rock song. I've become, I've become, I've become, man. Watching it on screen, he sits there with his head down for the entire verse yeah. and then doesn't move to the chorus. Sometimes hits. you got to get your own it's shit over, like, brother. Jesus, man. Uh, was it the first time, his first uh, Wrestle Kingdom show, like, he didn't come out onto the stage until the chorus. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, but I'll you know I'll say it's the most wrestle rock song that I've ever it heard. It is. It's a very good wrestle rock song, and the dude next to me, whew, dude, I bet, I bet he went fucking wild. Loved it. He knew every word. He did. It's like I was I was pretty fucking tired at this point, but like I, that got me into it. I was like, all right, this is this feels big. Was that dude big. one of the Pharisees? Because he he loved Judas. <laughs> <laughs> For all you Bible fans, uh, out there. Nice. Bible jokes. Um, then Kenny came out. I guess he was a Sword Art Online dude. If you watch shitty anime, <laughs> so I've heard. I've I've heard from my anime friends that that's a very mm. dumb show. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't get it. it. That was like one of those things where it's like, oh cool, that's Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. Um, he broke his nose very early in the match. Really, really, like a minute in. Really? Yeah. Because it didn't start bleeding till later. It just. Yeah. Like when a, was it? It was like I'm not too sure the exact spot, but like um, everybody was saying it was about a minute in. He started. Fucking... He also took like DDTs to his head. Yeah, like with a broken nose. Dude was concussed. Yeah, oh, he was he very. Was. Concussed. If you heard him speaking afterwards, you would. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I heard people recount 
what it sounded like. I bet like there's videos of it online. But it was like, oh, let him. He's like, he was like, even at the end of the match, like, I really, or at the end of the show, because it wasn't in the, the match, but he's yeah. like, I really should seek medical attention. But Cody put me on the spot. So goodbye, smooch, and good night, bang. <laughs> but it was, it was a good match. Um, broken nose and all. Um, they they really I mean it was a it was a hard hitting match. They did a thing where they messed up a spot and so they redid it. What professionals? I kind of like that. And then Jericho wins with the Judas effect, his new finish, which is a spinning back elbow, but it does look pretty devastating. Six Minutes of Doom is better. Andrade does it better. Yeah, he does. John Cena's new move is better. Uh, not. It is. I say Jer- like it Jericho more. seemed to be really taking this stuff very seriously. He's been training pretty hard for this. He looked um, the best shape he's looked at in years. But yeah. also mm-hmm. by the end of this match, they both looked fucking gassed. Every mm-hmm. fucking Kenny big match, he like looks like ten years older at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Jericho picks up the win. So then he gets up and he grabs his microphone and he's like, he cuts a great heel promo. He's just like, he's like, AEW isn't about the fans. It's about me. And you should be thanking me. And Kenny needs to thank me. And everyone's just like, people start thanking him. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> and then uh, he's like standing there waiting. And then everyone he's starts. He's just talking still. And then everyone's eyes. Well, like, and then he, and people start cheering. You get a little clamoring. And then I'm like, so I'm looking. I'm like, what's everyone cheering at? What's everyone cheering at there? And then There's you see this fucking guy walking in a jean vest, just stomping around, just getting his stomp on. It's John fucking Moxley. John yeah. Moxley makes his debut. Okay, for two seconds. Did you think it was Scott Hall? No, <laughs> I. Hey, okay. So that whole weekend, you know why I'm here. That whole weekend, <laughs> you know who I am. Every single person I met was just like. You think John's gonna show up? You think you think Punk's gonna show up? I was like, I don't know, man. And I was just like, I hope he doesn't, because I don't want these dorks to be justified. But then I was stoked. I was, I was jumping stoked. up and down like it a fucking so, child, dude. Was I was so like a sick. child in there. I was jumping up and down. I was like, fucking yes. And I have never liked Dean Ambrose. I mean, I've never gotten Dean Ambrose because. There was He's nothing stifled. good to get. Like, say, I, I, you know, I we've made jokes like for a while now about like him he just, yeah, just want to smoke, smoke my Marlboros, man. Don't, and like him not putting in effort. And like, there's been times when he has put in effort, and it's been like a night and day difference. But they're so rare, like that we hadn't seen it in a while. Like that's how it felt. And then you realize, like, no, dude is just going up, like just hitting a wall constantly like dude because you could tell you could yeah, tell in the ring you could in, in like the thing he said in the interview is like he would try to like get things changed to what he wanted up until the moment he couldn't and then he would try to go out there and make the best out of it he yeah. could and like if you look back at it like i believe that like mm-hmm. he was dealt such shit yeah. like all he did in this was three dirty deeds, and it's the best I've ever seen you, him. You could tell from the second he had that dirty deeds on Chris Jericho, that's like this is somebody who is fucking like untethered mm. from yep. like a you know he just looked fucking free. The way he walked, like the only time I've ever seen him like look like that was the first time he came back, like the the literally first entrance when he came back from injury this last time, and, and he was all jacked and yeah. huge, and then you could see that like. Oh, no. Like, the next time, like, it immediately went away. Like, yeah, he yeah. was immediately hitting a wall again. He was immediately frustrated again. This time, you could just see, like... Oh, yeah, and then he hits the dirty Ds or whatever they're going to call it on the ref. And then he fucking pulls Kenny over to, like, the... Thunderstruck. The, the big... Yeah, what are they going to... They're going to call it something fun. Uh, but he pulled him over to, like, the, the big... The Mox driver. <laughs> the big, like, uh, poker chips that they had set up around, like, the stage. Fucking... Dirty Deeds Kenny onto that. Throws Dean him. DT. Sorry. There we go. Dean, Dean DT. Dean DT. <laughs> throws him 
off the fucking chips uh, on a little gimmick table. <laughs> but uh, it, and it's just and then he's just standing there. People go fucking nuts. Camera goes off. It was great overall. Just like double or nothing as a whole was a really cool event. It was electric. Great moments. Great like just great everything. Like afterwards, I was just really stoked on wrestling. Yeah, they also. I mean, they kayfabe isn't the biggest deal to them like i guess their characters are just them essentially because they came out and they all talked afterwards and like that's that that's those guys gimmick though yeah and like it was just like it's nice it makes you feel i mean they said they're like olive garden when you're here your family yeah and it felt like that it's like man these guys are just they like shouted out olive garden not cracker barrel no they no. didn't they actually cracker, did. there was that a barrel yeah i saw an unnecessary barrel uh, it was great for getting Chris Jericho's little heat. Yeah. A cool thing, um, apparently, um, they were giving away biscuit party shirts and all you or hats, and all you had to do was ask. So yeah, you my little brother got one. I had no idea. It's a little what? biscuit with, like, looking like the Young Bucks. Also, it was the first, like, sensory inclusive. Yeah, uh, I, I pulled yeah. that up. Um, Culture City. Culture City uh, made, like, they gave a sensory inclusive bag for families who needed it. There was a, a kid has sitting. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there was a kid sitting near us that had like the headphones on and was just having a fucking blast. So like, does it? It's so they don't get overwhelmed. And I, they think so. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it, yeah, like it dampens crowd noise, and then a lot of times those kids will have things like similar to like well, a fidget cube. Yeah. I, I'm not wearing my glasses. There's lots but, of toys. Yeah, yeah and there's specifically things to like fidget with. Fidget and with. Like, Jay yeah. Wow from Jersey Shore fame was front row because she is very involved with that. Oh, uh, sick. That group because mm, it. Her, she has a, a child that mm. oh really yeah. like autism or something yeah. cool mm. um yeah I was also very hyped on wrestling um yeah no the show was mm. great yeah and there's there's even been like there's there's other signs of them the way that they're choosing to run this company that are just so promising and and such a nice refreshing thing it's like oh my yeah. god an ethical wrestling and company my, my friend Dash um they Wilder no <laughs> um. Dash who high fived uh, Orange Cassidy yeah, yeah, at a yeah. uh, suburban um, fight show. They, uh, there was a transphobic dude uh, yelling during the thing, and Dash was like, "Hey, this place is a safe space for people like me, so you can't say stuff like that." And the guy kind of shut up, um, and they said that was the first time they've ever felt comfortable being able to say that. Oh yeah, and then. The Young Bucks banned a dude who was saying transphobic stuff online. They're yeah. like, you're not welcome. And, like, I did not think they would do that because that one press release was like, well, when we say it's for everyone, it's for everyone. And they actually did a good thing. So mm-hmm. it's it's promising. It, it is promising. Like, it's only still, like, still wait and see for, like, a track record to develop. This is, like, real solid first step. That's, yeah. Everything about it felt like a really good first impression. And one of the most wild things that happened, um, Cody, there was a backstage interview. Mm-hmm. He had peach-colored hair. Um, Mark Henry's the one asking the question. Yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Mark Henry asked, so there were a lot of women. There were a lot of there people, were of color, like, people of color. Is this, like, a thing that you want to do? And he's like, well, I am in an interracial relationship. Um and when I first met Brandy, I was like, I don't see color. And she's like, well, then you don't see my experience. And he's like, that changed my entire perspective. And he's like, we don't want to use this as a gimmick. We don't want to use anyone's 
we just want them to showcase their wrestling and we want people who can wrestle to do that we don't care what they are this isn't a pr move and aoc is a- all elite. yeah aoc is all yeah. elite she tweeted it out that was really cool like this yeah. is a, but it is cool because that's gonna be they're gonna have a major television program on tnt and so to have someone that's high profile Saying stuff like that is a really cool – like AOC was tweeting I would, down the thing. Like that's a good first step in in, in this bigger media. Because the real of, uh, boss is Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. I would love to understand his, <laughs> his, his views, I guess. But he's like a secret behind-the-scenes guy, it seems like. Well, I mean he's pretty upfront as a person like when he gets interviewed and stuff. But yeah. he, he is still a billionaire businessman coming from yep. a family that owns like 10 – sports franchises Jesus like he, he, if he believes anything shitty he's never gonna say it yeah so you hope he doesn't and you hope that that that's why that this bit like this business is being run that way is because it starts from the top mm-hmm. capitalism but if you have people what, but, that you have yep. the evps uh as a mouthpiece saying these things it's it's uh, hopefully in, uh, indicative of also how tony khan also uh feels mm-hmm. yeah 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 like it's real cool that like Young trans fans now can turn on a TV show and be like, Sonny Kiss is wrestling. And Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Or gay but fans. But gay like, fans can I mean, see Nyla Rose. Yeah, Nyla Ro- <laughs> Jesus there Christ. We go. There we go. Sonny Kiss is homosexual. Nyla Rose is trans. A trans woman, yes. That, yeah. There's, a, there's multiple aspects of queer representation in this company. Yes. Well, that's the thing is re- wrestlers are superheroes. That's the whole game. Yep. That's yeah. the game. And so to have a superhero that represents you is fucking yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. For dinosaurs, we got Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. For short, for little, little, little tiny boys, we got Marco Stunt. For fucking dads who just, you know, love to rock, we got Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. For yeah. sad dads, we got Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> but yeah, it was a cool event. It felt historic. I mean, even your mom said that. <laughs> nice. nice. Your mom said that. Yeah, we talked to Matt's mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll be hearing that at some point, probably. I hope. No, we're going to hear your mom, huh? <laughs> I yeah, hear you, his mom I, every week on which a great show hear called on, Dealing on, With on It. On Dealing With It. <laughs> here, on the, here on the Ease Drop Podcast Network. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. It's yeah, fucking yeah, we're, late. we're at two hours, boys. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, double or nothing, so we what should go four. Do? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Um, you don't got to follow me anywhere. Yeah, next, next week is our 100th episode. Yes. Y'all ready for some shit? Um, I'm gonna shoot on everybody. Ask Y'all us, ready for shit? Ask Are us, you ready? Bam. Ask us some questions. Yeah, please. We would love to do some question and answer. As weird as you want. Yeah, as like not normal as you want. Not necessarily like wrestling related, especially not like Who's weekly wrestling. wrestling. Like ask whatever, whatever you want. Any any questions at all? Yeah, we'll tweet it out. Get, uh, get uh, to know the boys. This is Genuine Wrestle Boys. We're doing an AMA. Yeah, well, we we're thinking about for our hundredth episode, sort of just yeah, like we'll, get, we'll fucking find out next week. You'll find out next week. But we want to suck your own. Yeah, but to know why I suck your own. Get a book. Yeah, but we have some really fun ideas what we want to do with this show going forward, and we'd really like to uh, just sort of have a fun 100th episode where just we can kind of just loosey goosey 100 fucking episodes yeah we've done this this is we're like 101 times because our first episode was lost in the abyss yeah you'll never get to hear it um it's unlistenable but yeah <laughs> genuine wrestleboys at gmail.com if you want to email um at wrestleboyscast if you want to twitter dm us on instagram to a um, that's my phone number. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, dude, you can just oh, text shit. me. You can just text me. Oh, okay. shit. Um, 
Is mine my phone number? Mine too. Yeah, we, we share a phone number. My phone number, number is bit.ly forward slash jizzbiz. <laughs> my social security we own number that is now. 51. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, listen to your mind. Look out for that. Oh, listen to your mind. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, plug other things, guys. Yeah, we are part of the eavesdrop network, ease-drop.com. Yeah, ease. uh, there's a whole Dash bunch drop. of shows there. If that if ease-drop is too hard to say, just go to jizz.biz. Jizz.biz. Take you to the website. And if you want to go to our page specifically, go to bit.ly forward slash jizzbiz. Good oh. jizzbiz. Yeah, go to, uh, it's nice to be on a network that understands us. And jizz. Yeah. Go to bit.ly slash suck difference? your own and listen to yourself a mother Get a book. Yeah. Listen uh, to a fucking book. Bit.ly slash Russell Boys merch. Buy Get our shit. Fucking shirt. Yeah. Wear us on you. Uh, if you Put on me a, on your body. On an iOS device, go to bit.ly forward slash review boys. Thank you, Nello. Leave us, leave us a review. Yeah. Shout yes, out Big Kev Nello. Really Walter. helps the numbers. Um, Big Mike. And yeah, if you have suggestions going forward of what you want to hear from us, keep them to your fucking self. We can do our own thing. Uh, no, but for let real, us know. yeah, please let us know because we we really do. We're gonna make a few changes to the show to keep it fun for us and for you. Yeah, I never want to watch. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I turned into a big ass AEW Easy, Brady. This weekend. <laughs> I hung out with Brady a lot. Heaterwrestling.com. 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 Um, yeah. Um, listen to the shows on Eavesdrop. Browse through. Find one that suits your fancy. I listened Go. to an episode of Full Metal Brewer Radio for the first time this last week. It was nice. a fun time. Shout out Casey Hunt, yeah. who was the guest on the episode. And I hear he's going to have a show on the network soon, too. <sighs> yeah, it's a writing fucking show. News. Yeah, it's a writing show. I don't remember the name of it, but Casey's rad, so check that out when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously, there's a little something for everybody. Yeah. Um, if you're in town, my friend Wicked Bear, my friend Nick from Wicked Bears, is former guest of the show, Wicked Bears, playing a rock and roll show at Saturday. If this, this might come out before then, fuck it, yeah, I don't care if I'll, it does. It will. I don't got a job right now. Hey, give Zach a job. Hire Zach. Pay him. Pay, pay Zach. Go to bit.ly slash hire Zach. It's yeah, his pay Zach a living wage. Sure, someone <laughs> yeah. has that right now, but search, not I'm fucking. Search dead. for Zach. Don't let. He's a good employee, and you need him. He doesn't need you, especially if you're the place I. Interviewed at this week because that job would be sick. Yeah. Do it, place yeah. you interviewed at. We're not going to name you because we've said you know who you are. 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 All right. Okay. Well, Russell Boys three sixteen yeah. says. Hold on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Got ninety nine boy Happy problems, Rusev but <laughs> we ain't one. What? Russell Mark Boys. <laughs> Russell Boys three sixteen says a horse can't be the face of this podcast. <laughs>